The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Last night I had a dream that the world was changing, changing by leaps and bounds. It started up in the bigger cities and it spread to the smaller towns. And the people began to smile at people they'd never even seen. And when Jeremiah woke me up this morning, I was ready to live that dream. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new way. Yeah, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new way. Mother called Bob on the telephone because she was upset. She said the boy left home naked this morning. All he took was a TV set. And the sister picked up the extension, said he's just doing his thing. And then the father hung up on the mother and all the children began to sing. It's a brand new day, doing it a brand new way. Mama, it's a brand new day, we're doing it a brand new way. We got to put our heads together and see where we go from here. We got to fight for what we believe in, because there's something in the air. It's a brand new day, we're doing it a brand new way. Mama, it's a brand new day, we're doing it a brand new way. Shadow storming at the gate, how can we be surprised? With the image of their fallen kings reflected in their eyes. And the 20 million tongues are shouting now, it's only heard by a precious few. But the years of night are gonna pass forever when the sun comes shining through on a brand new day. We're doing it a brand new way. It's a brand new day. We're doing it a brand new way. I swear to God, this is some album. This is some album. Dave, the ruthless top trumps player. This, uh, Bob Stanley, Pete Wiggs present them. State of the Union. Man, it's a record. Oh, we're going to hear Mel Torme writing a, a divorce letter later on. Yes! Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. Oh, what is that noise? Is hey, Google. Hey, Google. Sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, Google. Sorry. Hey, Google. Could you switch noise off, please? Okay, switched it done. Done, done. Simple as that. Simple as that. Really? Yeah, switched off. Noise is switched off. So we're never going to hear that noise again. Any more noises during the show now? Okay, it's very, very simple. The noise is now switched off. Right, it's done. Gone. Just spoke to it. Spoke to the phone. This is what you can do now. So spoke to the speak to the phone because I'm not listening. Oh. Um. So can we just kick? To, so I'm confused. Okay. Right. Again, this isn't really a Brexit kind of show. But 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 the news then was incredible. Did you? You didn't hear the news because you were coming back and forth. So um. So there are now enough people have said that they think Mrs May smells of farts that there might. This could trigger that she could. I don't know what this means. Again, this is how everything is so complicated, and I'm an idiot, right? So the 1922 committee, which is named after the uh, is the centenary year of um, Jacob Rees Mogg being born. He so they've now received enough the 48 letters saying that um, Theresa May smells, and they don't want her to be the prime minister anymore. So, so, so that does that mean that there will now be a vote in British 
Parliament to say, yay, we like Theresa May, we think she smells okay. Yay, we like Theresa May, we think she smells okay. Or, or, or I don't know what it means. What does it mean? I think there'll be a vote. But, can but I also vote? think that she can't sustain now. She's going to have to resign, isn't she? I bet she wished she'd, she'd stayed in that car. So, but I don't, I, I've got, honestly, I've got no idea. This is the weirdest thing. Everything is collapsing. We're screwed, by the way, guys. We're all screwed. Not me. Like I said, I've got a few quid in the bank. I'm all right. I'm just battening down the hatches. Pray that my mortgage doesn't increase exponentially. And I'm just keeping my, my head down. You guys are screwed. Pretty much. Um, and my kids. My kids are screwed. But, you know, th- th- those guys um, drew a picture of uh, Father Christmas on their Pizza Express children's menu today. And, 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 and he had uh, a cock and was weeing. So, screw those guys. And boobs. So, screw those guys. <laughs> did. So, what is this? He had, a, he had a penis. He had testicles. He was urinating and he had boobies. Well, he used a different colour and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Express. Anyway, I taught them a new swear word today. Because I feel in left... said proudly. I am, because my boys, they come to me with these new swear words, and I'm thinking, A, I've got the currency. I've got, I've got some great swears I could give them. They're, they're, they're going to be seven and nine in January. But I don't... I really want to give them the C-bomb. But I, I can't arm them with that. That's, I can't give them a nuclear bomb. You can't weaponize those kids. So they know F, they know S. They know bloody... And a crap. Well, now they know the P word, thanks to yours truly. Gave it to them. I gave it to them. It's my Christmas, early Christmas gift. Here's a, a P, here's a swear word. P. What? What does that mean? So I says it's like, well, you know, S means poo. P means we. Then I recorded them saying it, and I sent it to you, Catherine. I mean, ever the proud dad. <laughs> so proud of them. What? Does what what is happening? All right, and also, so here's the thing: there's two big news stories. There's that, and there's the the shooting in in Strasbourg. I, I suspect that that's going to stay as it is. I don't want to say it's it's going to stay small because I think at least a couple of people have died. I think so. That's not that's a huge huge tragedy for those people involved in their families. Of course, that's that's huge. Whoa! Oh, there's that noise that we weren't going to. Hey hear. Google. Hang on a second. Sorry, let me just. Uh... Hey Google. Turn off the noise on my phone, please. It's done it! It's done it! It's done it! <laughs> okay, volume. Okay, volume zero. Well, let's wait and see. The pestle with the vessel. Now, I couldn't do that. So we'll keep. So, I, I, but I suspect that when I say, so I suspect that story in Strasbourg is that, that it, that's going to be it, and that it, it will not get bigger. But if it does, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll go to that. Of course, we will. Okay. Um, I would genuinely love, and I'm not playing dumb. I would genuinely love someone to phone in and tell me what this means. The the 48 votes to the 1922 committee. This is since it's 2018, guys, and we're talking in riddles. <laughs> Our future is being decided in riddles. So there are two doors, and one of the doors uh, tells the truth, but the other one tells a lie. Which one do you go through? Huh? Um, that's what it feels like we're, we're dealing with here. And now I've said that, I can't remember which door you go, which, what, you're allowed to ask one question. Actually, forget the Theresa May thing. Let's do this again, because we've done this before. I can't remember. So there are two doors, and on one door uh, uh, um, is certain death, and the other door you'll live. 
one door tells the truth, the other door lies, you don't know which is which, you're only allowed to ask one question. What is the question? Isn't, Isn't it, it... What would he say? OK, but, well, you, first of all, you're, you're giving the doors uh, gender. Well, I saw Labyrinth. They they were blokes. OK, so... Well, well they've got they were, key, they've they were got, strange. They've got keyholes, but then they've also got knobs. Yeah. But, OK, so what does that... So how does that give you the right answer? Don't know. Oh, make, come on! Well, seem, come seem on! to make sense in the film. I don't know. It's most... <laughs> OK, all right. Well, maybe... So we've got a lot on the table tonight, and we've got a lot of men phoning in, which is great news for... For men. Because me, I'm thinking of going gay tonight. Got a lot to talk about. Coming off these pills, right? But everyone, uh, you know, I'm banging on about these antidepressants. It's venlafaxine. Uh, Mark, Tom, Stephen, Michael, Caddick, stay there. We'll come to you. And Sausage been, party, girls. Coming off these pills for ages, right? And uh, I was on 150 milligrams, and we halved it to 75 milligrams. Then we halved it. I say we, me and my doctor, we halved it to one every other day. And now I have... Uh, t- t- today is the second time... Okay, so last Sunday, so last week I had a pill on Thursday, didn't have one Friday, didn't have one Saturday. So that's two days, had one Sunday. That's the biggest gap I've had. So if I follow that pattern, I should, I'm supposed to have one tomorrow. But I am tripping my balls out. By the way, guys, we just have to underline, re-underline, yep. this time in red pen. This is yeah. not a how-to. This no, is God. all done with Ian's doctor in no. Ian's case. So, and everyone's, everyone who's saying on Twitter, I hope you're doing this in medical supervision. Why are you coming off them? There's no shame being on them. Hey, if you were a diabetic, you'd be taking medicine forever. Um, don't just suddenly stop, man. What are you... Uh, ah! I'm not. I'm tapering. I am tapering. I am tapering. And it's driving me crazy. But I reckon I can do this. I reckon... So if I sound a little bit frantic... I'm, I'm, my tongue isn't quite doing what I want it to do. Let's just go through the symptoms, right? I've been crying a lot today. been very argumentative, but but recognising it and so sucking it in. Um, crying a lot. My tongue isn't quite doing what I want it to do. My temples are ready to explode. Temples of doom. Um, I'm saying, sort of connecting random words together that in my head sound funny. Then when they come out, it, it sounds boring. And there's, like, grey all around my peripheral vision, and my eyes hurt. It's like there's a, a ferret burrowing in my eyes. So that's where I am. But I'm gonna, I reckon, But also it means I feel... To, 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 to quote Billy from last night, I feel like a genius. It's that kind of... Yes, I'm going to conduct the orchestra now, madam. Give me that baton. So, uh, so that's where we are. So tonight's show could be a little bit sparky. Um, let's go, oh, let's take some calls. Let's go to uh, Tom. Good evening, Tom. Hello. Hello, Tom. Hiya. Hiya. What you got for us, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I just heard you talking about, like, depression and all that. Um, and I've actually, like, I was actually calling up to do this, but recently, well, not recently, it was been, like, a year and a half. Yes. I've been suffering quite badly. Uh-oh. Um, I was just wondering how you actually went to like counselling. How you actually got to that stage where you admitted that you had a problem? Oh, I've been. Listen, here's the thing. I'm not afraid to talk, uh, Tom. And I've been to counselling for years and years and years, on and off, on and off. And I've seen various different people, and some have been amazing, and a couple have been. But there was one that wasn't great actually at all. Um, yeah. And I'm in a very fortunate position, Tom. That for the, I mean, I guess I started counselling. We weren't living in Muswell Hill when I went and saw Hillary. It was for about the last 18 years, and I've kind of had a few quid for the last 18 years. So I'm lucky enough that I can afford to go private, 
and I had absolutely no qualms about going to counselling. When uh, I couldn't stop crying and hated myself, and my girlfriend at the time said, do you think maybe you, um, you, might, you might be depressed or something? And I went, yeah, I think I could be. Um, so um, I have no qualms about going. Um, d- d- does, uh, so, wh- so where are you at the moment? What's your situation, dude? Oh, right now, honestly, it's just a bit of... I don't know if you know what it is, but it's like depersonalization. Go on, what is that? It's pretty much where you don't feel like you exist. It's okay. a bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really heard it being brought up in the main media or anything. Um, so that's why I feel kind of like solitude. Um, mm. have you, it's have... a bit scary. Yeah. But when I when I talk to myself, distract myself, it just feels a lot better. When I talk to people like you, it's just why I want to find like people like you because you're very level headed and well. That's why I listen to you so much. I think Catherine, Catherine's <laughs> pulling faces at that statement. Um, no, I mean you, you you know your stuff. Sorry. <laughs> and you are stuff. I am stuff. Have you been to a doctor? No, not really. Why not? I don't know, I just, it's just like the stigma of being like, I don't know, it's just, it makes you feel a bit weak, doesn't it? Like, no. That's what you feel. No, no. Why should it make you feel weak? Yeah, I know, exactly. It was just, there's no stigma. Here's the thing, the, the, the stigma now is like, is compared to 20 years ago, is nothing, right? And here's some dicks on, on yeah. Twitter who go, hey, man up, Snowflake. Come on, you cuck. Man up. With you, you, you disgrace. There'll be a few of those yeah, people. Yeah, but then read the rest of their stream. Yeah, they're, they're, rest of the, they're, they're, going to, they're the kind of people that went to see Tommy Robinson give a speech at the weekend, for God's sakes. They're the kind <laughs> of people, when Nigel Farage was on Good Morning Britain this morning, mouthing off, they, they loosened yeah. their pyjamas and started playing with themselves. Those are the kind of people that would call us <laughs> Snowflakes <laughs> for crying out loud. That's so, true. so don't worry about the stick. Now don't worry. Uh, m- more people are supportive of this kind of stuff um, than ever. And we, Tom, we need to be the bold warriors that step in to the arena of um, <laughs> battle if we feel up to it. And then when we don't feel up to it, we're allowed to go back to bed. Um, but you no, know, man, go and see a doctor. Speak to your friends about it. Talk to people. The more here's the thing, right? It's a disease of isolation, anxiety, mental health issues. It's a broad umbrella, but they are disease. It's a disease of um, uh, uh, of isolation, and it will lie to you. And you know, its ultimate game is to is to kill you, right? It's a fatal disease. Its ultimate game is is, is, yeah. is to, to kill you, and it will do that eventually. So the way to uh, to to start beating that is to take it out of it, the dark little corner it lives in, and put it in the sunlight, and tell people. What am I talking about? You know this because you've you've you're speaking to me about it. Yeah, you know true. this. You're speaking yeah. on and, and Britain's most listened to late night radio show about yeah. this. That's a huge thing to do, man. Congratulations. That's right. <laughs> I don't mean it in a patronising way. I genuinely mean congratulations. You've done a huge thing tonight. Yeah, I just took a bit of courage because I've, I've been listening to you for like three months now and hey. I haven't I haven't had the courage to call you up. Hey. Well no, now, you've done like, it. You've yeah. done, you done a big <laughs> one as well. You've done a big one. This isn't phoning up to say, Oh, I'd like the, the uh, county of Kent. This is phoning up to say, Do you know what? I'm I'm struggling a little bit. Let me can I hold your hand for a few minutes? And of course you can hold my hand for a few minutes, man. I'll walk down the street with you. Of course I will. You've done a huge thing amazing. tonight. Not literally, let's get, <laughs> get carried away. Um, oh, I will. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> no, of course I'd hold your hand if you needed me to hold your hand. But you've done a huge thing tonight, Tom. This is this. This is a great moment. This is a great moment. This is the start of your recovery. 
Yeah. Thank you. That is actually, yeah. It's, it's made me feel a lot better, actually, right now. <laughs> yeah. And you've just shared it with, with some idiot who, who, who ate pig's vagina in the jungle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you start sharing it with people who know you and care about you, like, I don't know, a partner or your mum or your mate or the person that you sit next to, whoever it may be, the person you, you, you play video games with, I don't know what your life is, but when you start sharing it with people who know you and care about you, then you're gonna you just let in like a tiny little speck of light tonight. You're gonna you're gonna open the curtains, and let the sun in. Here's the thing, Tom. I'm gonna put the aircon on. I'm listening. I Go bet on. they've noticed. People who are close to you will have noticed that there's something up, and they'll be yeah, glad they that have. you open up to them, because yeah. that's the way you start wor- working out what you do next, and how you yeah. feel better. Yeah, that's that's also what I wanted to do. It's like whoever's having these sort of problems as well, like similar to me. I want them to make sure that it's 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 okay. Like I'm still here. Like <laughs> just it will get better. Because um, yeah. I've felt huge highs mm. and huge lows, mm. and it's just sometimes you in a dark space, but you know you can get better. And right now, seeing you guys, it's helped me a lot. This is a really exciting. This is a great phone call to take at the start of the show because this phone call, on the surface, sounds full of um, pain and despair. But actually, you listen to it on on, on stereo. The stereo channel is broadcasting um, optimism, is broadcasting hope, it's broadcasting a turn. <laughs> genuinely, it's broadcasting a turning point in, in in a man's life. Man, this is incredible, Tom. I am thrilled. And listen to me, I'm very very hyper tonight because of these pills. All right, so this hyper uh, activity is is not a natural phenomenon this is chemicals that are doing it and i know that and that's cool because i accept it but this um this this phone call is is a huge uh, um moment in your life man and i'm thrilled and i know Catherine is is honored that you've decided to share that with us so thank you brother cheers can i say one more thing i bet you i'd love him so much if he told us to f off yeah this has all been a big (laughs) ruse i would not do that go on you can of course you can man i want to say that i love nigel his voice, I love him. Oh, you're iller than we thought. Hang on a minute, dude. You, what is this? You, you love Nigel? What we can do is, um, yeah. we'll give him your you mobile number. For you, rub it in. Hang on a minute, I've got something I for you. Be... You want me to do it for you, rub it in? Oh, dear. Do you want him to rub it in? You want me to do it for you, rub it in? <laughs> I would love you, Michael. <laughs> Nigel, I've got a Michael. Now you want me to find you a Michael. Dear God, Tom. How many many weird men do you want me to get for you? (laughs) Hey, listen, man, um, if Nigel calls in, we will um, get him to sing a song for you. How about that? Please. All I right. love this Archer. I yeah. loved it. Give us well, a... what if it's Carrick Fergus? How would that make you feel? <laughs> or Miley Cyrus. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Exactly. Tom, uh, Tom, it's nice to talk to you, man. I'm so p- pleased you shared that. You should be very proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. As, yeah. as, as, as a silly old man, I'm proud of you. And um, this is the beginning. And it might get worse before it gets better again, but this is the beginning, brother. Well done. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tom. You, there you Tom. go. What? That's a great call to start the show with. That's a great call. We've got some names um, I'm not so familiar with and some I'm very familiar with. Mark, we've got Mark, Stephen, Michael, Alan. Uh, these are exciting times. Oh three four. Ooh. Easy. Oh, steady. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, we might have a parcel downstairs. Oh, really? I'm, I've been told that Andrew had sent us a parcel oh. and it was signed for earlier. Would you mind? Of course I won't mind. Would you mind? Uh, it's not a parcel of... 
like feces or anything? We don't know. We just okay, we just so you're bravely sending me there. Yes, okay. yes. We just don't know what's in that parcel. Okay, I put my hazmat suit on. <laughs> Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Oh, hello. Hello, Mark. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing? No, that's none of your business. <laughs> okay, that's um, good. We're trying to turn that into a meme. That I want it to become as uh, as as famous as my health is not in question. That's what that's what the vibe I'm going for. Okay, I'm glad you said that word because I used to see that word written down and I never knew how to pronounce it until someone recently actually said the word meme. So you've helped me. Thank you very much. What did you much. think it was, Memes? Could be, yes. <laughs> could be, could be, couldn't it? Yeah, I, I saw you guys on on um on on Sunday. Prove it. What were we wearing? You were wearing a pink tutu. Yes. And Calf was wearing a baller suit. Oh, fair play. You were there, Mark. Oh, thank yeah. you very much indeed. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I did very much You're indeed. You're not funding up for a refund, well. are you? No, sorry? I came and saw you at the end as well and said hello. Which one were you? Let me go through the I list was... of people. Go on, who, who, who <laughs> are you? I was probably the one right at the end, just before you met um, Rainbow... Uh, went off with Rainbow George. Uh, and I gave you, you a card for a show. Oh, I've got... Hang on a second. <laughs> Got that in my change pocket in my jeans. Yeah. Skidmore Jenkins, there, Britain's eleventh best easy listening and lounge music specialist. Yeah, that's it. The only other celeb who's got that card is Chesney Hawks. Uh, he is the one and only nice guy, Chesney. Something. He was absolutely terrified when I gave him that card. Oh, really? Why? Why? I, don't, I think he was. He, he thought I was stalking him, and plus I was the only bloke in the queue to talk to him. All oh, right, it was full of um, fifty-year-old women. Generally, was it? Yeah, and the ladies, three ladies in front of me, had a boob signed by him. Oh, it was really funny. I've signed a boob once. Yes. Just for a laugh, I was probably drunk at the time. Just for a laugh to see what it was like, and I've 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 been asked a few more times to sign boobs. Me, me, and I've I've always refused since then. That's I had my ass signed by yeah. the lead singer from um, Slipknot. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. A henna tattoo or just a normal, normal. Um... It was. Listen, I was doing. An, I was interviewing him for the last day of filming a, a t- terrible TV show I did, yeah. and let's just say, you know, there's the last day of filming, and we were off to a rap party, and maybe I was a little bit, you know, maybe I was a little bit merry. I don't know. That's the things, things guys do. Yeah, things guys do. And so at the end of it, I went, well, listen, thanks very much for that. By the way, and I gave him a marker pen, and I turned around and pulled my jeans and my pants down. I said, would you sign my bum, please? And he did. Seemed like, nice seemed like a funny thing to do. Excellent. And did he have to sort of shave an area to sort of get to the bum? Or... got a hairy backside. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, hirsuteness. Hirsuteness. Anyway, I wanted to uh, yep. say something. You predicted something that happened today, last Just night. Because, you know, you were talking about I Am The Walrus being the greatest song of all time. Yes. It's pretty close to being being that, I would say. Yeah. Did he... Have you, it, the, on the BBC website today, there was that loon who got tasered at the House of the Parliament. Oh, yeah, what was that? I've not really followed that well, well, look, at, if you go to the BBC page, I'm not sending you down a, a rabbit hole here, by the way. If you look at the BBC page, you'll see the top he's wearing. Yeah, hang on a minute. BBC. What, what, hang on, you say the BBC page. It's no, quite... BBC news page. BBC, uh, BBC, well, okay, okay, news, okay, right, here we go. And um, you see a picture of him when he's standing up after he's been tasered. I'll sit right there. He is on the floor. Yeah. Let's scroll down. Let's see what he's... Well, what is he wearing? Is well, he... look, he's, well, he's wearing quite a psychedelic caftan. He is, actually, isn't he? And if you look at the picture of Ring, what the, the caftan that Ringo Starr's wearing during the video of I'm the Walrus, it's very, very similar. Hang on a minute. Ringo, I am the Walrus. Um, images. From Magical Mystery Tour. 
Yeah. Wait, why am I whoa. telling you that? You know. Whoa, that. Mark, mate, just steady, steady on with the patronising. So, what? Just tell me, Mark, the, 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 what the name of the group again? What they're called? <laughs> oh, um, the Beatles, possibly. Right, and the song is "I Am Penny uh, Lane." I'm, I'm the waitress. Right. Okay. And it, oh, and it's hey, flipping it. That, that's identical. Well. I think captain. you should be on World. Of the, I think you should be on Howard Hughes next Sunday because you can foresee the future. Yeah, which is more than any of Howard Hughes's guests can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to see Macca on um, Sunday? Well, no, couldn't get tickets, and so I'm going to spend a delightful evening in the company of my children. Well, that's, which I'm right, very that's happy pretty, to do. Pretty, pretty good. Second hey, there. oh, 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 oh! Guess who's doing a tour next year? Guess who's playing at the O2 in October? Who? Kath. Do you believe in life after love? Kath is playing at the Oton. No. <laughs> Cher is doing a tour. Oh right, okay. Didn't um, didn't, didn't Stephen Hawkins do his bit on that song? Whoa! Oh, now you whoa, man, dude. Too soon. Too soon. The vocoder's only just done. Cher is doing a tour, yeah. and for some reason, I am very very excited. Tickets go on sale at the weekend. I'm buying tickets to Cher. Brilliant. Yes, Brilliant. man. And also, I messaged you yesterday as well, because I'm sure I saw Ken outside the Houses of Parliament last night. Well, I apologise um, for that. We will keep him under tighter lock and key. Thank you very much indeed. 03444991000. Package has arrived. Wait. Sandful, wouldn't it be great if this was both of the um, logbooks, even though I have one of them? If it's food from a listener, we of course, of course can't eat it. What is it? Let's start with... Hi, Ian. I hope this isn't too weird. The fact I question that means it probably is. (laughs) I heard you saying the other day... um, Oh, this is Andrew, who lives in Vegas and sometimes flies over from Vegas to see us. Weird Andrew. (laughs) I'm the nutter. Uh, 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 I heard you saying the other day that your youngest is struggling being apart from you and I had an idea that might help. Oh. I'm the nutter who lives in Vegas and comes to your shows. Well, he's a good guy. We like you, Andrew, really. I saw these in my local Walmart a few months ago and bought some for my work. I was really excited when you did a whiteboard special on your show around the same time but didn't get to call him. I thought you could do these if you're allowed to do a countdown or count the sleeps until he next sees you. Oh, mate. Thank you. I got the stickers, too, as you might make it um, more fun for him than just a boring whiteboard. I got one for you two, so you can count down the days until you see them, or count down the days until I get rid of them. Jokes. This is an uh, uh, all low cost stuff, so don't feel awkward about it. Bin it or do a cheeky beggars Uber Bonanza prize giveaway competition. Used to do um, competition on LBC called Cheeky Beggars, which I've just been reminded about, where we'd have something and people would phone in and beg for it, and whoever, <laughs> whoever begged the hardest got it. <laughs> um, uh, that, oh, That's I, really thoughtful. Oh, mate. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, look, he's got... Oh, he's got... I'm going to make me cry now today. you make me cry. But it's only chemicals. I'm not really crying. It's no, chemicals. you are really crying. It's, it's a very touching oh, thing. Got, what a nice thing to do. Like, Thanks, Andrew. I can't look at the stickers, but thank you. Oh, look at that. This is wicked, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank you, brother. That's a very kind thing. Can I ask you a question, Catherine? Go on. Think about this the other day. So you may have noticed... <laughs> the next ten minutes of radio. Hang on.
Hobbits were on. So let's play the trail, then we'll come back. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, um, thing to if you want to give us a, a call. Um, so I've been called I call men brother mm-hmm. when they're struggling. I call my brother, yeah. and that comes from. Um, from Lost, when um, Desmond would call people, oh, brother. And I, I kind of liked it, and now it's worked its own thing. How about, how would, how does it, but I've never called a woman sister. I'm going to try it with a woman tonight. Can I get a woman to call in tonight so we can experiment with me calling her sister? It's a different, it's a different thing. It's a different thing altogether. And I just want to see, and I don't mean, and I mean it in the sense of, Brothers and sisters around the world unite. You yeah, know, no I'm, man is an island. All that. I mean it in the sense of when I used to go to Wednesday club and Sunday school, yeah. and it was all very brothers, very very happy, clappy, um, Pentecostal tabernacle. It wasn't Pentecostal; it was tabernacle. Crikey. Um But it was, but but it was, it was all, it was all um, very straight laced white middle-aged guys at this tabernacle church. Tabernacle, you kind of assume... I associate now it was an older person. It was kind of like an African kind of thing. I don't know if I've got that right. That's just the association I make. But it was very white, but very, you know, a lot of clapping going on and stuff, In a, looking back in a very uncool way. But we, we were talking about brother, we're all brothers and sisters. Which is a beautiful concept. It's a beautiful concept. So I need a bird to phone up. Well... I had to explain that to my youngest today, <laughs> the bird thing. Because we were talking about... She said she watched... What's that show of programme? Um, uh, Penny Drop. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, Penny Blenge. No. Scramble. No. Um, ben Shepherd's Nutsack. <laughs> no! Dodgems. No. Anyway, someone gave a stupid answer on that, and yeah. I started telling her about the Family Fortunes one, and, of course, the only one that came to mind was... Um, what do you call it? Oh, top bird with one neck. And with said, one neck? Uh, long neck. What's a bird with a long neck? And um, someone said Naomi Campbell. She didn't understand either of those references. <laughs> so I had to explain first who Naomi Campbell was. And she's yeah. like, OK, I'm in. I'm like, and I said, and a bird, because it, I think they meant a swan, but bird is another word for a woman. She looked at me like, but why? And I have no idea why. Well, it's a 60s, 50s, 60s thing. Certainly very popular in the 60s. I would, so I imagine it started in the 50s. Could be a war thing, but it's, it was certainly very popular in the 60s. Bird. I used to you say know, it a lot in the 90s. We reclaimed it, didn't we? You know, Blackbird, the song by the Beatles, is about Diana Ross. Yeah. A blackbird. Wow. Um, I don't know. If anyone knows where, why we call ladies birds, 0344... Four nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, good evening, Michael. Oh, hello, hello, Michael. Hi there. I literally I turned the app on and all I heard from you Ian, was, "I'm thinking about going gay," which is a hell of a statement. Just, oh, I, I think I'm thinking about it just for today. What between you... now and midnight? Yeah. Just under 90 minutes is um, enough time, isn't it? I mean, how long do you need? Why is that? Why is what? I don't remember the context of what I said it in. Because we had a load of blokes on the phone. 
No, there was there was more, fine by I, you. It feels like there was more context in it than no, that. No, there really well, wasn't. Okay, no. then that's then that's that. You know, just here's, availability. Here's really. the thing. Here's the thing, Michael. Okay. Uh, and if you're op- offering, I'm open to negotiation. But um, no, not me. I just want to. Oh, in that case, I don't. I'm not having this. In that case, I'm not having this conversation with you. I will only have this conversation with a card carrying homosexual. Uh, okay. You never considered it. Me, then. You never considered it. They say most. Um, most. Most. Well, they say most boys have considered it at some point. It's very confusing being a boy with hormones. I, I, I do remember this, and, I'm, and it's going to happen with my boys. When you sort of 13, 14, 15, when hormones start kicking in, and you, you kind of, at that age, I remember it's this bit so well, just aroused all the time, just constantly um, erect. Const- honestly, I'm not making light of it. Constantly, right? And you do think... I looked at that guy and I, now I'm erect. Am I gay? There's lo- and, 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 you know, there's loads of stuff going on. It's a very, very confusing time. Um, so we've all considered it at some point, haven't we, Michael? We've all been very hard at 15. I, I agree with that, absolutely. You never considered... You never considered... Can you see the... Right, here we go. Can you see the beauty in a beautiful man? I'm a big fan of big boobs and a nice bush. Yeah, we, well, we all know you're straight, okay. but could you also um, <laughs> see that some people are attractive that are the same gender as you? I, yes, Kath, I, I, I get that. Yeah, I do. I do. You brought right. this up, Michael. You brought this up, mate. So don't, you know, don't. Right. You brought this up. For example, Elvis Presley, 1968 comeback special. Gorgeous. He is fit as the black. There it is again. Hey, Google. Sorry, just bear with me. Hang on a second. Hey, Google. Source, yeah. Source, yeah. Can you? Oh, okay. Um, Elvis Presley, nineteen sixty-eight comeback special. The black hair, the little bit down the front, the huge sideburns. He's he's got a lot of makeup on, so he's looking quite dark and swarthy. The leather suit. He's hot. He's hot. You can't look at that and not think, "Whoa, yes, man." Yeah, I get that. I Me likey. Me likey. I mean, the thing so about leather you... is it looks sexy. Once you get near it, it stinks. So, the, so the... why are you thinking about Ian going gay? What? I don't remember the context of my throwaway line, Michael. Okay, okay let's, let's move away. Let's move away from that. Right, let's move away. Yes. Right, I came to see you on Sunday. Hey, nice one, my man. First, Thank you. My first rabbit show. Yes. Absolutely loved it. Here we go. Incredible. That's what we're talking Absolutely about. This guy's, this guy's a legend. It was brilliant. What do you think of it? I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it went really, really well. I think it's one of the best we've done. It's certainly the best one we've done in London. There was there was no kind of judgy vibe that we sometimes get at the London shows. I think it was great. It was a success. We had a great time. They were a good London audience, weren't they? They were a good old audience. Well, brilliant. I bought from you a Marnie Coppola CD. Marnie Coppola, unsung, out on my record label. Uh, 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 have you listened to it? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I'd love to. I don't have a CD player. I thought I had a CD player. I've got, I've got nothing anymore that would play a CD format. What, what an idiot. Have you got a DVD? A DVD player? Yeah. A Blu-ray? Will it work on Blu-ray? Cast? Yes, it will. Probably, yes. yes. Yes, yes. Oh, great. Thank, thanks great for your help. call, Michael. Happy uh, to help. And, that, and that's, that's our audience. Idiots. <laughs> that's what we're dealing with. They're idiots. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Miriam. 
Oh, hello. Oh, sorry, did we, did we catch you unawares? Yeah, you absolutely did, yeah. Okay. I was uh, drifting off and uh, texting a friend. Um, no, I'm, Multitasking. Uh, I'm here. Okay, great. Well, uh, not very well, obviously. What's what's wrong? What's going on? In, what's going on in your life, lovey? Nothing's wrong. Yeah. Um, I've considered speaking to you for a while. Are you getting the the um, like weird uh, callers? Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> when it kind of repeats back on you. No, we're not. Hang on a second. Let me try. Sometimes I cl- click onto a different line. Is that okay. working any better? Uh, yeah. There we go. It is, yeah. There we Sorry. go. I didn't know if you were getting it, because I can cope. But it's I can cope, and I'm not getting it. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I was going to... I've been considering it for a while, because obviously I've been I've been blocked by your good selves on Twitter. You say obviously. Well, I don't know. Have we spoken before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Which you're about to get dumped in a second if you use another yeah, swear word yeah, like that. I... I I nearly you didn't quite go there, did I? You did I go there. Not. No, you, you trust me, you went there. You dropped an F bomb. <laughs> so don't do it again. Sorry. I remember exactly why we blocked you. Good. Didn't think you didn't. I've just been reminded because I've just seen a picture of you. Otherwise you would play paid no part in my mind whatsoever. So what do you want tonight? To apologize? You've seen, pi- you've seen a picture of me. What do you mean? Well, you know photographs of, of like, you know, there's like... Um... Yeah, I know what a picture Right, is, well, that's what I've seen. Honest. Have you phoned up to apologise or what? Um, I listened to a call that you had last I night. I don't care. Have you phoned up to apologise or not? Ian, I am trying to speak to you, but... Have you phoned up to apologise or not? Because you were rude and vicious and mean... Vicious. About me on Twitter, you tried to drag my best mate into a, a hate thing about me. No. You were obnoxious, and you uh, you uh, atted people about how awful a human being I was, all on Twitter. And you made something about you that wasn't about you. So, have you phoned in to apologise? I've phoned to have a conversation, but if you're going to just... The thing is, the thing is, here's the thing. It's my ball. It's my ball, right? I decide who plays with my ball. And excuse me. And people who have been rude and spread lies, and not just been rude, but actually been very, very nasty, and also gone behind my back and said rude things about me to my best friends. I don't let them. I don't let them come and play in my back garden. Are you talking about cats? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're not because I don't know who your best friends are, obviously. Yeah, but you know exactly what you did. You know exactly what you said. I was concerned about the person at the time. Um, so you went around spreading lies about me and then trying to rope Kath into it. Yeah, yeah, at no, all. No, I don't yeah. think I... Okay. No, you don't yeah. think you did because cause it's all about you. No, not at all. Yeah, at all, not. at all. I was, go- I was actually ringing last night, uh, sorry, about last night's conversation. Couldn't care less, mate. I couldn't care less. I, I don't really want to talk to you. Because you were horrible about me on Twitter. Absolutely horrible. After I had the grace to apologise to you for nothing. Yes, I did. I did apologise and you accepted it. And then you started getting really rude again after you'd accepted the apology. Oh, I think that's because you were maybe... Thanks for... Yeah, thanks for calling, Miriam. Take care. Bye-bye. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
0344-499-1000. Miriam, Mim, you tried to get me the sack. You tweeted uh, Matthew Wright telling him you wanted to speak to him privately about me. Why would I let you back have on you the put, show? Have you put me through? Have you put me Yeah, you're on air. You're on air. Okay, I didn't want to go on air. Well, I'm it's tough. You're to phoning ask. in a phone-in show. Here's the thing. You 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 yeah, uh, you tweeted. Me. No, excuse me. You, you can't tweeted talk to me like this. Yes, I can. Right? I can. You, you tweeted no, my you colleagues. Can't. You can't hear you now. You tweeted my colleagues. You, a man that I, you know I, I've got beef with Matthew, right? You tweeted him telling him you wanted to talk to him privately about me, and you were trying to get me the sack. So yeah, I, I can. You're not you're not welcome on the show. No. But thanks for your call. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't ringing back to speak to you. I was ringing back to speak to your producer. That's me. Okay, you can speak to... That's me, Mim. Speak to the producer. What? I'm the producer. The person that answers the phone is not the producer. Sorry? The person that answers the phone is not the producer. I'm the producer, Mim. So the producer doesn't answer the phone? Okay, well, I was I was ringing to ask how I can be spoken to like that on national radio. I did not ring in for an argument. Um, I understand that Ian's sensitive. Oh, yes, you but did. That is not why I, I did not phone in to have beef. Mim, you, you, you're the one that mentioned that you've been blocked, so you kind of raised it. Well, exactly, because I knew that my name was already out there. It wasn't. I didn't recognise who you what were. What's the point of me ringing up and pretending to be somebody else? When I first phoned you, I gave you, didn't you a need to pretend to be someone else. had a joke about that. You didn't need to pretend to be someone else, Mim. We've got so many phone calls from people, we wouldn't remember. And this happened quite a long time ago. Well, how did he find my photo within, like, two seconds, then? Because you said you'd been blocked, so he looked in his block list. All you had was my phone number? No. Okay. On Twitter, he blocked you. Yes, you do. So if yeah. you look on your blocked list, I'm sure you've got a blocked list too, because I think I'm on it, you'll see my picture. Right, okay. I hadn't even thought that far ahead. Okay. I wasn't ringing to continue an argument. I'm not that kind of person. No, but you, you're um, a kind of person really... who tweets at my colleagues who you know I've got a beef with to try and get me the sack. That's the kind of person you are. And here's the thing I don't want you on my show. I wish you peace, love, happiness, and success, uh, which I think no, is very magnificent. No, so don't be disingenuous, Ian. Okay. Please. Okay, Miriam, you know me better than me. Thanks for calling. Take care. Don't call again. You're not the only person with depression, right? That's got nothing to do with this call. I've got manners. Well, it is absolutely no, it isn't. It is nothing to do with this call. You're the only person in the world who's got a mental health problem. No, I've got manners. I don't. I I can't hear you. Here's the thing. I'm not going to tweet your colleagues and try and get you the sack. That's what you did with me, Mim. And you're surprised that. I'm not that keen to talk They've to you. They've got something wrong with them. And you've got a platform to share that with everyone so you can tell the whole world that you've got depression and you've come off your meds. And I'm sorry, but no, you can't talk to me. You can't publicly humiliate me when okay. I run up. Miriam, it's nice to talk to you. I didn't opportunity to explain that it's, I was phoning. I was waiting for you to apologise. I was waiting for you to well, apologise for your behaviour. I was waiting for you to apologise for you trying to get me what, the sack my from dad? my... Are you my dad? I was waiting for you. You don't get to tell me to apologise. Well, then you don't. Uh, okay, you don't get to try and get me the sack, and then come Why on my show again. Get you the sack. You did, mate. You did. 
No, I did not. And don't call me mate. You are not even capable of having a straight conversation. I did not phone up to have an argument with you. I you tried you... to humiliate me. No. I tried okay. to phone up. To All right, ask, Miriam. Thanks. Thanks. Try to ask someone how I complain okay. because you are actually not capable of being on a radio show. Well, I, well, I am. You, I've, won... not... I've been doing you're this for fifteen stable. years, and I've won awards. You're not stable, okay, Ian. Here we go. Clearly, you're not stable because you're attacking people. Okay. So, bye-bye. Thank you for calling. I'm serious. The language of your, coming out of your mouth, young lady. What? Don't, sh- young lady. Thank you very much for calling. <clears throat> Look forward to another round of tweets to my colleagues trying to get me the sack. Man alive. I thought, God. Let's speak to Tina. Good evening, Tina. Oh, God, that's a tough call to follow. No, it's not. It's an easy call to follow because we just oh. dive in. Whatever you're going to say is going to be beautiful and warm and loving and wonderful. What have you got for us, <laughs> Tina? Oh, I haven't got anything interesting. I was just going to say I was at your rabbit hole the other night. Oh, now, Tina, every time I see your name on Twitter, <laughs> I think it, your surname is Femdom, which makes me think you're a female dominatrix. Well, I may well be. Oh, cheeky! Every time I see it on Twitter, I go, oh, I'm being followed on. Um, it was nice to meet you. We hadn't met before, had we? Sunday was the first night we'd met. Yeah, that no, was really good. Nice to really meet you. Really good night. Um, it's bloody hot in there, though, wasn't it? <laughs> That's not the hottest it's been in I there. I had a Christmas jumper on. That was a poor choice, wasn't it? <laughs> I had a cardigan on. It's not <laughs> the hottest it's been there. on all night. Well, you know why? Disco rings. I wanted the reveal of the um, David Babcock <laughs> T-shirt for the, for the rabbit hole, not the game show. And then I forgot that I had it on. And it wasn't until Babcock phoned in that I went, oh, I've got this. I'm doing this for a reason. <laughs> no, it's really excellent. Wicked. Really excellent. Thank you. Uh, but, oh, I was going to say, uh, you said the other night that you'd watch Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Oh, oh, I finished it today. Don't anyone say what happens at the end, but my God, isn't it incredible? Brilliant film. Oh, how has that one slipped past me? It was it was beautiful. It got way darker than I expected. Yeah. And no reveals, because yeah. I want Kath to watch it. But the twist at the end. Ay, 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 ay. Which brings me on to have you seen um Betty and Joan? No, this is now this you is must... the is this the feud? Yeah, it's it's one of the best things I saw last year. I need to watch that. I meant to see it. I at the highly time. recommend it. Well, yeah, I've ordered. I've ordered the book that I think it's based on. I've got that coming, and yeah, uh, yeah loads of people today said you've got to watch that. Even I think Paul Ross suggested it as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to dig that out over the, um, maybe Thursday and Friday. I'm a little bit freer and dig that out because yeah. um, I'm I'm fascinated. I know there was beef between the two, and I did a little bit of reading online, but it yeah. just sounds like clash of the. Oh, that was it. One of the things, Joan Crawford was married to the head of... Is it Pepsi she was married to the head of? Uh, so yeah. So Bette Davis had a Coca-Cola machine installed on set. <laughs> beautiful. What a zinger. <laughs> That's just one of the things. She had a Coca-Cola machine installed on set. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's just just incredulous, really. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it sounds great. A lot of, you know, one-upmanship and um, stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm hooked, Tina. I'm absolutely hooked. Good. Well, I highly recommend it. Wicked. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming out and, and supporting the show on Sunday. It was really nice to meet you. Yeah, no worries. Take care now. Oh, Tina? Yeah? Can I try something on you? Hey! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's that pervert in the background, isn't it? 
just, just ignore it. Um, Carry on. How are you feeling, sister? Me, I am feeling good. I've just come back from uh, Winter Wonderland in London. Oh, that sounds... I mean, oh, that it sounds, was brilliant. That sounds good, sister. So expensive. How expensive was it, sister? Uh, one ride was nine quid, brother. What the heck? Nine pounds for a ride? This guy's crazy. What is he thinking? I'm crapping money out of my a-hole? Oh, my God. That's outrageous, sister. It is outrageous. But, hey, what were you going to try on me? You're just trying to be nice to me. No, I'm, try- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use the word sister in the same way that I use the word brother. Oh, my, husband uses it, my husband uses it all the time. Re- what, really? Yeah. Mm. He has done for years, brother, sister. But he's a, he's a deep. We know you're. We, I don't like your your fella. Ian spells it wrong. He's, <laughs> he's some kind of criminal. Uh, 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 it's, it's only a matter of time before he's outed um, as a I'll scumbag. He is. On it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tina. Well, listen. Lots of love to you. And if you ever, you know, you want to really and just give us a call, okay? We'll do, my love. Take care. Tati, bye. Evening, Jerry. Hello. How are you? Oh, that's none of yeah. your business. Hang on, let me calm down. Calm, focus, focus then. We've got the calm music. We've got the Tibetan flute, Azerbaijan flute in the background. Let's just chill out, man. Chill out. Yeah, chill out. Hey, say 19, 22, 22. Jerry's going to explain to us the political state. Of uh, this country at the moment. We, we, now we're in trouble. OK, the 1922 committee, yes. Hey, it's a vote. It's a ten by the politicians trying to stop an election. Because they're fearing for their jobs. So they're trying to ask the leaders to save their jobs. Because when we're doing an election, when we're doing an election, we're doing demographic. I'm going to be honest, Jerry. Tonight, I'm, I'm understanding literally zero... Okay. Words. Okay. <laughs> no, I know, and I'm not having to go. I just think that actually, your inability to speak because of your Parkinson's tonight, um, it kind of, you know, <laughs> it's sort of how I feel about the whole of, of, of Brexit and what is going on in politics at the moment. I don't understand any of it, and I want to. I'm but... trying, but I, I I'm better writer, better writer than I'm speaking. Now. Speech, is, my speech is going fast. I'm doing my editor. I can't, I can't. It's just, it's really, it's really, it's really, my speech is, is going, it's so, it's been my, it's the one thing I need. Jerry, Uh, I've got, let's try again tomorrow. I love you, man. You know what I'm going to say to you now? I love you. Thank oh, no, you. I'm not saying, no, I'm not going to say I love you, what are you talking yeah, about? Thank you, give me You know what I'm going to say to you. Up your bum. There we go. That's all. I love you. When have I ever said that to Jerry? He's hoping. And sorry to let you know, Mark, you're not the producer of the show. Just in just in case, I don't know what they they sold this gig to you as. Didn't know you were the producer though. Yeah, well, oh, I three. do. Every time there's a bloody offcom. Oh three. We'll get we'll get ready for for, for one tonight. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, late last night, as I got home, home about half past ten, there was a woman I thought I knew in the arms of another man. I kept my cool, 
ain't no fool Let me tell you what happened then I packed some clothes and I walked right out And I ain't a-going back again So take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Say I won't be coming home Gotta start a new life So take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Send a copy to my lawyer Gotta start a new life Hey, you've been many things But most of all A good secretary to me And it's times like this I feel You've always been close to me Was I wrong to work nights To try to build a good life It seems that all work and no play Has just cost me a wife So take a letter, Maria Dress it to my wife Say I won't be coming home I gotta start a new life So take a letter, Maria Dress it to my wife Send a copy to my lawyer I'm gonna start a new life When a man loves a woman that way It's simply hard to understand That she would find more pleasure In the arms of another man Well, I'd never really noticed How sweet you are to me And it just so happens I'm free tonight Would you like to have dinner with me? Hey, take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Say I won't be coming home times in a row he's getting his secretary to write a letter to his wife saying he's leaving her and then while she's writing it he thinks "Ooh, you're a fine looking secretary maria and she's handy maybe we should go out for dinner there's a couple of these songs this is a great album bob stanley and pete wig present the state of the units it's great every song on there is um about America in crisis. It's divorce, it's broken families, it's, got, it's Bing Crosby questioning whether we should be going to the moon or not. Uh, it's about uh, Vietnam. And it's a lot of established artists. Bing, uh, the the, um, the Dean Martin song. Let me just play the beginning of the Dean Martin song because it's... Um, uh, do you believe this town? It, it, it's... it's um, they're all that... Um, that what's that... Um, that Matt Munro song. Come with us, run... You know, it's, it's yeah. him trying to make a social comment. It's all people of that ilk, but Americans, um, trying to make social commentary. Hang on, I can't talk. Do you believe this town? Hang on. Listen to the beginning of this, and it's just him doing it in Dean Martin's... It's Dean Martin's voice! Doing it! Listen to this, this is brilliant. This is great. 
stop to see her best friend's husband on the way. <laughs> the folks down the street have a different faith, so everybody's putting them down. Do you believe this town? Do you believe this town? This is next verse is great. Deacon Jones preaches brotherly love every Sunday. And foreclosed loans on widows' homes every Monday. But the smart guys say it's the only way to keep the economy sound. Do you believe this town? It's just incredible. It's talking about um, keeping the economy afloat by foreclosing on widows' homes. It's Dean Martin. That's not, hey, brother, pour the wine. That's not sweet memories are made of this. Is this, um, Dave? Dave, is, is it you who got me? Is it you? Are you the Dave that got me this? Yeah, two nights in a row ringing up. I'm going to be a regular. Mate, well, this, honestly, this, this album is getting played to pieces. I'm thinking of buying it. I'm going to send a copy to my mate Scott, because he would love That's it. That's what I've done. I've bought about three or four copies for Christmas. It's for in, I'm going to play, the, the uh, midnight, I'm playing, um... Uh, I'm playing Cherry Stones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? That chorus! Oh, man! It's some record, man. You're right about the Matt Munro thing. That's when I first started listening to it. I thought, that's exactly what it is. It's that sort of, you know, hey, kids, I'm with the kids, where, you know, it's all free love and, you know... But I've I've ordered the... um, There's a great Sinatra track in here, The Train, and it's from an album, and I can't remember the name of the album, but uh, it's one I'd heard of before. It was the album that he recorded, I think, in 68, I want to say... Yeah, and then he retired, didn't he? Yeah, and no no one bought it. No one bought the album. Apparently it's great. No one bought it at all. And he's and he went, oh, I'm going to retire. And he's retired for like five or six years, then, then made one of his many comebacks. But the whole album, it's like a middle-aged album. It's all about divorce and families breaking up and being miserable. And I'm like, yeah, I'll have some of that. That's me. That's me right now. Yeah, I'll have that one, Frankie boy. Apparently it's a cracking record. It's like a lost gem that just yeah. no, one, no one was interested in Frank Sinatra in 1968. You know, it's not the rubber tree plant. <laughs> so, um, no, this is some record, Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. I rang up, um, I can't remember the guy who was on first tonight, the guy who said... um, That was Tom. He was a bit troubled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sort of struck a call with me, and I hope he's still listening. Um, I, I, well, as you know, I've I've been on uh, medication for about 20 years. Um, I think I've had anxiety of some form all my life. Um, I I can actually help that anxiety now. Just hang on one second. Here we go. Here's the, the Armenian flu instantly reduced. It's, it's scientifically proven to reduce anxiety levels by up to 26%. So, <laughs> so it's my pleasure. That's my pleasure, Dave. Yeah. Absolutely my pleasure. Uh, yeah, so, and so it sort of disappeared during my teens and then came back. And when I was about 24, it, it sort of all crashed in on me. I ended up in a clinic and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, uh, but and after that, it, you know, it got better. But it's, it's, I've always had a problem with, like, what they suppose they call social anxiety now and crowds and yep. public transport and yep. generally going out anywhere. And I had a sort of uh, uh, an epiphany when I went to um, a podcast you've done, actually, the, the Richard Herring one. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the one that Stephen Fry did. I don't know if you've heard that one. Um, I haven't heard uh, that one, but you know, I'm aware of it, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the one at the end. We, you know, I'm a big fan of Stephen Fry. I mean, when Fry and Laurie, when I was a teenager, they were, you know, they were fantastic. And um, at the end, he was asked by a question by the producer's son, which was, uh, what's it like being Stephen Fry? Ooh. And he he sort of said about the good bits where people are really nice, come up to him and stuff like that. And then he talked a bit about his bipolar and he talked about how it affects his life and how, you know, he, everything. And it just struck me of how open and... I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in the room. Yeah. And what was quite interesting was that even though that happened in a room, it didn't really come out until the... Because he'd never spoken about it. Uh, oh, no, like he told us about a suicide attack. Oh, yeah, that was big news, that, wasn't it? That got, that got yeah, in all the papers and stuff. Yeah, but the interesting thing, it, it didn't get into the papers until that podcast. No one went to the... You know, <sighs> no one went to the papers. No one did anything in that room. They yeah. just thought, this is a respectful thing where, you know, he said this, but it's not for... It's not up to us to share it. Yeah, exactly. So no one did, um, which I thought was really interesting. But it just made me realise um, that I should be a lot more open about my own sort of struggles with anxiety. And uh, the thing that really it gets to you about social anxiety is that it's that thing of it makes a complete liar out of you. Yeah. In that um, you make excuses for everything, whether it be going places, doing stuff. I mean, I you know, I used to say rather than do something, oh, I, you know, rather than I couldn't go, it was, it was like, you know, I could have gone, but it just that uh, I wasn't mentally up to it. You'd make excuses. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's, it just, it's a compound on everything. You'd make excuses not for going on public transport, not for going to gigs, not for going to everything, um, you know. Um, and in the end, you just you, you, your world just shrinks down to nothing near enough, um, which it near enough did for me. Um, but I found just just well, first I wrote a blog just to get it all out, to, you yeah. know, out of my head. But then I just told people about it, and then you realise how many people have got similar situations. But not just that; it's just, and as you said to, uh, I said to him at the start, it, once you share these things, you're amazed how easier it becomes. Yeah. Um, and um, if you know, if anyone's got any problems like that, particularly sort of things they think, oh, you know, it'll feel weak if I tell anybody about it, or my friends will laugh at me or they won't understand. Um, well, some of them might not, because they're arseholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of them will, and a lot if they do care about you, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll stick by you and they'll look out for you, and they'll say, yeah, don't worry, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll look after you if anything goes wrong. Nothing will go wrong, but... It's better that you know it's a you know, problem shared. It's, Dave, you know, it's a bit of a, do bit you of a cliche? Dave, but... do you want to fight me? Yeah. I would like to fight. Yeah. I think I would like. I'm just listening to you, and what you're saying is great, right? It's not because of what you're saying, but I'm just getting the vibe thinking. I'd like to fight this guy. I'd like actually not. You've, that's you've seen my car. And that's why. You got <laughs> hey, weirdo. We laughed at your car before we realised it was your car. But I would like to fight you. I'd actually like to fight you. I don't you. think it's a fair match. Me and Kath watched mm. a bit of. Um, what was that? What was it we were watching? It wasn't mixed martial arts. We remember those. those... No, it was cage fighting. We watched some cage fighting. But there wasn't really much fighting. There was a lot of squeezing and sitting on. There was a lot of shoving their faces in the other one's bum. And I also couldn't work out the undercarriage. I used my, my secret weapon. I couldn't work out the undercarriage <laughs> situation. I think they've got some sort. They must have some sort of. They've got to have a box. Yeah. Um, but I would like to do cage fighting with you, Dave. Oh, that that's uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Is... Yeah, we can do it. Maybe you... the next rabbit hole. We can do it. At the you're, you're up for it. 
Yeah, he's yeah, up for yeah. it. He's he's up for it. That's, well, that deserves a round of applause. Just see me play top drums, you know. He's going to kill you. I've I've seen the the fire in his eyes. All right, Dave. Yeah. Listen, you're a good man, but I look forward to um to um destroying you. Yeah. Destroying you in. I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I'm not even going to make any of the jokes about battering you in the ring because that's lame. <laughs> it's not the nineties. I look forward to destroying you in a respectful, um, cage, naked cage fight. Like men, yeah. Yeah, like, like like men do. Thank you, Dave. There we go, you see. Speaks a lot of sense, that guy. Was it Sons and Lovers? Yes. Right. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hang on a second. Uh, someone who um, a photographer in California who's uh, I've worked with is a nice guy. Come visit me in California. I'll turn you on to the finest medical cannabis there is. I've replied, well, as a recovering addict, as delicious as that sounds, I'll have to pass. Thank you. <laughs> Thank- Thanks very much. Switchboard's empty for the first time in an hour and 17 minutes, so me and Kath can breathe a little easier. But that does mean if you call up now, you'll speak to Mark, you'll get straight on. Very, very simple. Uh, if you're a new listener, and we're getting so many new listeners, um, uh, you, uh, there's no question, there's no kind of talking point, although I'm still hoping that someone can explain to me what the hell is going on in politics. Does that mean that Theresa May could be out? Well, she, it does mean she could be out. Mm-hmm. The, the 1922 committees have 48 letters saying we don't like her. But that doesn't... That all that means is that if she were... Then, there's then like a vote, vote in the House of Commons. There's a vote, yeah. And if they vote her out... The Tories are still in power, but they just picked Jacob Rees-Mogg or somebody to sit in and take over. There doesn't have to be a general election. I think. I think. I think. And I know that Labour... Don't Labour, didn't they say today that they want to have a vote of no confidence tomorrow? In the government. In the government. And that would that would uh, generate... A, that would trigger a general election. Because that would be a cross-party thing. You'd have to go and get support from... All, uh, the, the so this house. is now everybody's now. I mean, everybody's been fighting, but now everybody is. It's um, it's like capture the flag to bring it into a gaming reference. Everybody is now trying to grab the flag and go. I got it first. Battle royale. Got it. Battle royale. <laughs> now, what was it? Did you see? And by the way, well done to the gentleman uh, who called him out for looking like Jeff Lloyd, the MP that grabbed the mace. Yeah, he did look like Jeff Lloyd, he didn't did. he? But I don't understand why that was... Obviously, I guess it's rude to go, walk up in the Houses of Commons, House of Parliament, and grab the mace. But everyone... Did you see this at home, dear listener? Everyone went nuts. All the... Em- oh, no, no! It all kicked off. But I don't Black Rod under- took it back and marched it back to its position. And he got kicked out, I think. I don't know what it means. Is he saying that the government isn't fit for purpose? What is the message? And if you know this, dear listener, this is a question. We don't normally do questions, but this is a question. And I'll give the number in a second. What is the secret message when you go and grab the mace and walk out with it? I'm assuming you're saying government isn't fit for purpose. I don't know. Here's the phone number. You can call in about this or anything you want. And, and we're talking a bit about mental health tonight, as we do from time to time. That's cool. If you want to just talk in, phone in and talk about nonsense, you can. Uh, if you want to talk about share, you can. The phone number, very simple, free for most people, pennies at most. Uh, you'll speak to Mark. Take that two minutes to get through. You'll speak to Mark. He'll take your name and number. Won't even ask what you want to say. Calls you straight back. Boom, you'll be on the air because there's no one queued up at the moment. So, the phone number is 0344 499 1000. 0344 
Four, four. Mark's assuming the position. He's getting ready. I, I suspect you may have a little wait. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> oh, three. Four, four. But at least he's looking in the right direction, unlike some of the people who fill Sam's seat. Trust me. Oh, three. Four, four. Four, nine, nine. One thousand is the phone number. There we go. Were we talking about something? <laughs> Were we? I don't remember. Whatever. I don't remember. I had a revelation today. Go on. An absolute revelation. I got something. Uh, he's banned. <laughs> it's John. Of course it is. I, 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 I'm all right. We're not that desperate. I had a revelation today about something, and it was like, oh, yeah. And I think it's a chemical thing, but it also makes great sense to me. So first, and this, this story kind of ties in with it by coincidence, but I'd made the revelation for this. So, uh, it's one of Shakespeare's most highly cherished plays, a racy and hilarious look at the Battle of the Sexes set in 16th century Italy. It sounds brilliant. Is it much to do about nothing? Because that's my favourite. That's my only one I like. And no, it's not set in Italy. Yes, it is. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I don't think it is. Okay. It's set in a garden. Oh, yeah, but it is. OK, who are the name the two protagonists? Beatrice and Benedict. Excuse me? Beatrice and Benedict. Okay. Name the third protagonist. Um, the oh, uh, Don John, the bastard brother. Watch your language. Okay. That was my audition piece? Was a uh, excuse me. I'm talking. Yep. Yep. Ah. Close. I can see the teeth close. I can see you pulling faces behind that closed mouth. Relax the face. I want a blank face. You're not in charge of my face. I will be. God. <laughs> you weirdo. In many ways, this is like what to do about nothing, isn't it? My Because of... another way of saying what to do about nothing is a load of do... balls. <laughs> Your language tonight. But you know that there was, there's a double meaning of that, what to do about nothing. Of course I do, but why don't you tell Go me? On, you tell me. You tell you me tell first. Me. <laughs> okay, what do you mean? Oh, I thought you knew what I meant. I don't, you, you're not speaking English clearly. I am. All I know is that um, a Benedict piece from that was my audition piece. Mm-hmm. And if I think long and hard enough, I can probably remember it. That's a jade this trick. Can, I know you were I can do it. I can, oh, no, I do it. This can be no trick. That's the first line. I'm in. Okay. This is when he thinks that she loves him. This can be no trick. The conference was sadly born. Because he was up in the tree listening. He was behind a tree in my version. I haven't done that for 25 years. This can be no trick. The conference was sadly born. Shakespeare. This is me quoting Shakespeare. I'm like Dotton Adebayo. Wow. (laughs) Um, So, please. What to do about no thing? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, but no thing. Yeah, nothing. What does that mean? It means nothing. No penis. Oh, all right, mate. Let's just say... It's a play on words. It's not, actually. It is. It's not. It is. It's not, though. It totally is. Because you studied it in the 90s. Yeah, and I got A, A-level English. Okay. Well, I studied it in the 80s. I don't think you really studied it I was a little bit properly. closer to when it was actually written. Oh, wow. Let's go to James before we do this, because I think we need a little buffer. We need a little buffer break betwixt. Good evening, James. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Hi, Carl. Hello. That's none of your business. Long-time listener, first-time caller. But, so, um, what, to what do we owe the pleasure? 
Well, I heard you talking about the mace, and I oh. I noticed this as well because they all got outraged. Yeah. And I thought of all the things that are going on at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Particularly yesterday, why is that such a big deal? Um, so I, I looked it up. And it's the mace is an integral part. Apparently it's a traditional parliament thing. But if the mace is removed from parliament, it means they can't debate and they can't vote. <laughs> so it means basically... <laughs> Aren't we stupid? That's why oh. he grabbed it, because he could shut the place down. If he walked out of that place and, I don't know, went to cash in the attic or whatever he was going to do with it, then he, he had to shut the place down. Um, this, is, this, is the, this is how the country is run. Is by, the country is run by magic and sellotape. Yeah. <laughs> he should have smashed it on the floor, Pete Townsend, styly. That would have been amazing. And then actually. everyone would have looked and gone... Problems. Ah, we've got to go home now. <laughs> Isn't, isn't it, it? That's incredible, James. It, what a ridiculously stupid system of government we have. I mean, the, the only thing I'm hoping is because he removed it and now he's put it back. In theory, does that mean he's rebooted the political system? <laughs> so now, you know, it just turn it off, turn it back on again. It, it should be fine. We'll be all right. <laughs> James, thank you very much for explaining that. I like that. I've just remembered something. I'm just going to think. I just want to think. This can be no trick. The conference was sadly born. They have the truth of this from Hero. From Google, you mean? They seem to pity the lady. Seems their affections have their full bent. Love me? That's what you do sometimes in Shakespeare, where you would, like, normally stop in real life. Like, it seems her affections have their full bent. Love me. Sometimes you just run two sentences on and you sound clever. No, you don't. You wait till the you wait for the full stop. Okay. It seems her affections have their full bent. Love me. Why it must be requited? I hear how I am censured. They say I will bear myself proudly if I perceive the love come from her. They say too that she will rather die than give any sign of affection. I did never think to marry. That's actually good acting. Yeah, except you ran the... the. It must be requited was the revelation in his head, so you need to just emphasise that a bit more. I've got a revelation in my head at the moment. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful, it's going to come out of my mouth and probably come out of my fingers I'm just as trying well. to help you, mate. Because it sounds as if you don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> totally understand! I got accepted into RADA with this piece. Did you? Why didn't you go? Uh, well, because they I got accepted into RADA. This is actually true. But they said I was too young and I should come back next year. Oh, that's not accepting you, then, no, is it? No, but they wouldn't that's have like asked when me... when I got accepted into Cambridge and they said, would you go to a girls' college? I said no, and they said, oh, never mind then. Well, sorry, where's the proof that you got offered a place at Cambridge? I've got a letter on my dad's. I'd love to see that, actually. Mm, OK. My okay. dad's probably got it somewhere because he wrote them a begging letter, apparently, from oh, me, asking so them to reconsider. Oh, so you got offered the place because your dad begged you, right? No, 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 no. Bagged that it, was afterwards. Them. OK. But where's the letter? And my dad's. I'd love to see it. OK. We're here till one. Uh, Take you an hour to get there. What? Takes us to half twelve. Then you can um, WhatsApp it. Off you go. Uh, oh, sorry. I have got it. Oh, sorry. Did I call? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I call your bluff? Not really. Well, really. I could probably get it tomorrow. I don't want it tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. You're not really interested. No, no. Sorry. 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 You said you could get it tomorrow. You mean you could not one up to- for tomorrow? Gosh. You could not one up for tomorrow. Okay, I could knock one up for tomorrow. It's probably still in the envelope with the postmark. Would that be helpful? Mm, not really. I mean, it was quite a while ago. Yes. So there yes. aren't that many envelopes with postmarks from Cambridge University that go with a letter. That. I would love to see that letter. All right, I'll but find then, it. But then... 
It's one of the saddest moments in my life, but okay, we can revisit that. Oh, there's plenty sadder to come, trust me. Um, but then I would like to send it off to be carbon dated. Sure. Fine. Do you want to send uh, it to Cambridge? Expe- I've got a name. Yes, yeah, Steve. They're probably not there anymore. No, probably not. Probably, probably never were. That's convenient, isn't it? Well, it was 20 years ago. The new production, but a new production of The Taming of the Shrew, which is one of the lousiest of plays. Oh, no, that's good, too. Now, I'll tell you why I don't like Taming of the Shrew. It's because, A, I've never read it, and, B, because Moonlighting did a special based on it. Ah. Uh, remember Moonlighting? That doesn't get mentioned. Kind of. It was the sort of thing my mum used to watch. Yeah, my sister used to watch it. Um, the Royal Shakespeare Company has announced a reimagining of the play, which will see women play roles written for men and vice versa. While men played women in Shakespeare's time, gender reversals have become almost commonplace in modern productions of his work. So basically, they've got different... They've got the swap I get it, it. Right? Yep. And this ties in perfectly with what I was thinking the other day, right? I've always been very anti a black Bond, right? Very anti a black Bond, because he's a, he's a white guy. James Bond's a white guy. Felix's CIA friend is a, is a black guy. Sometimes. James Bond is a white guy. Mm-hmm. And then just just today I was driving and I thought, James Bond isn't real. Yeah. He's not real. And then I got it. It was like, oh, he could be anything. He's not a real person, is he? It was this amazing revelation of going, because I've done those arguments, but of course James Bond can't be black. He's a white guy. We got a lady in there. Yeah, why not? Why not have James Bond played by a dog? Tell you what he is for sure, according yeah. to this thing in the mail. Yeah. An alcoholic. Oh, Academics say that uh, 007 should be provided with help to tackle his problem from MI6. (laughs) Bond drank an average of 4.5 times in each film, a university analysis found. In a scene played by Daniel Craig, the character consumes a dangerous 24 units, says the fun police. Drinking led Bond to engage in risky behaviour like fights and speeding and shagging female agents. Oh, steady on, please. It's true. Uh, the double agent drinks a total of 109 drinks in over 24 films, an average of 4.5 per film. This is from the University of Otago, New Zealand. His record binge in The Quantum of Solace 2008 saw Daniel Craig consume 24 units of alcohol in one sitting, which is enough to kill some people. (laughs) Not a bond, he's been at it for years. Um... Hang on, loads of pictures, loads of pictures. Bond has drunk heavily and consistently across six decades, the authors of the study said. Yeah. We classified him as having severe alcohol use disorder as he satisfied six of 11 DSM-5 criteria for this condition. This is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, which is used by mental health professionals to assess disorders. Bond's love of a tipple or his chronic alcohol use disorder, as stated by the academic, lead him to make bad choices. Uh, MI6 management needs to redefine Bond's job to reduce his stress levels, the study published in the Medical Journal of Australia said. More field support and a stronger team approach are needed so that his duties do not weigh as heavily upon him. But the thing is, they're forgetting the main thing, which is he is not a real person. But this is, and this is what I hadn't, this is what I got today. (laughs) He's not real. Could be a black man, could be a black lady, could be a dude in a wheelchair. Could be a zebra. Back in the day, there would have been absolute furore at him being a Welshman. Yeah. What? Timothy Dalton. Well. Well, George Lazenby, where was he from? Was he Australian? He was Aust- he was New Zealand, I think, wasn't he? Well. Um, Tom, who was start, we kicked off the show with Tom. Yeah. Tom's tweeted me. Good. Hey, it's Tom from earlier. Shall I read this? Is it appropriate to read this? 
Well, if you're asking that question, let's uh, take a break and let me have a look. Well, no, I'll read it, and then I'm going to read it, but we'll see if it's appropriate. It's Tom from the start of the show. Hey, it's Tom from earlier. I have a letter from Cambridge in my attic. I can't reach it, though. Why? Because it doesn't exist. Oh, well, mine exists. Oh, right. (laughs) Interesting. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 0344 499 Sorry, you're probably disturbed by a noise in the background. It's, it's the sound of Catherine clutching at straws. I'm not. I'm going to phone um, oh, my okay. mate who took me home to get the letter. and um, The letter from, from Cambridge. And gave me a hug when I didn't get in. OK. Well, they, but they offered you a place. Well, they offered me a conditional place. Oh! Ah! I said that! Ah, no, no, let me enjoy this moment for a second! I told you what... Oh, it's changed ever no, it so... it hasn't sl- changed. Let me just enjoy this moment. Okay, I'll let you lie. Um, so they offered you a... Pl- so here's the story as I had been led to believe it. Barney, I'll come to you in a second. Here's the story as I've been led to believe it. They offered you a place, but no. only in a ladies' college, and you said no... Now it's a conditional no, no, no. offer. What was the conditional offer? Right, here offer? it is. They pulled me. They put me in the pool. Do you know what that means? Means they of course didn't, you didn't, because you weren't there. Means they did. Oh, it's not Vietnam you're talking about. You weren't there, man. You don't it know. means they didn't offer you a place. It means they put me in the pool because I applied to Corpus Christi College, did which of course they, is the. It's the Corpse of Christ. No, it's the. What, why, what, what, what is remarkable about Corpus Christi College? Many, many things are remarkable about it. Very historic building. It's the smallest college in Cambridge. It's the second thing I was about right, to so say. They take very few people, right? So, so I applied they, there. So they, they, they put the kind of like the reject in there because no, no, no. it's so small. No. So they I, put all the good people in no, the bigger one. No, no. So you have to apply to individual Were colleges Were you offered a place in, in Cambridge? I was pooled, which means I didn't get a place at that college, but they put me in the wider pool okay, so that other it's... colleges that still had spaces could go in there. And they okay. said, would you consider an all-female college? And I said no. The irony being when I went to Nottingham, they put me in an all-female hall. <laughs> First things first. Yeah. You do keep butting in, don't you? Yeah. And well, I mean, you're calling me a liar, so yeah. Dirty pervert. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. whatever happens, I've always got this. Even the Queen likes a bum. So. Well, I mean. Did they offer you a place? Yes or no? They. I've t- just told you the story. I'm not telling you again. So no. Let's. <sighs> right. I'm going to get in touch with my mate. What's your mate called? Willie. You're going to get in touch with Willie. Mm-hmm. But this summer night... Well, I'll tweet him. He might be up. Is Willie up? <laughs> Do you reckon you can get Willie up? If he's, if I Willie... wouldn't like to. It might upset him. His wife wouldn't like it. So if Willie's asleep, do you reckon you can get Willie up? But Or will he... Will he... Will he cry? Will Willie cry if you get him up now? Don't make Willie cry. Don't be lowbrow. I think it's probably. I think at your age, you should probably leave Willie alone. <laughs> I've known Willie since I was ten. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> can't say that. Can't make jokes like that. Good evening, Bob. I'm not joking. It's serious. <laughs> it's one of my oldest Ooh! relationships. Oh my! Oh, hang on a second. Dirty pervert. Okay. Good evening, Barney. Didactic 
thank you, Barney. It's quite the strangest call I've I've never quite heard. So, can you get Willie for me? There is. Can you get me Willie? I'm going to see if he's up. Hey, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Not a booty call. Oh. Are you? Simon says um, here, um, he said, I was offered a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hashtag Cambridgegate. People are... Um, listen, hey, listen, 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 listen. People are jealous what they are. Jealous. Listen. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I don't want to upset you. I don't want to fall out of you. You're, you're a good buddy of mine. Well, I was. Okay. Um, sure, fine. Okay. All right. You were offered a place. No, 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 no. You were I was o- pulled. I told you. Uh, you were offered a place in Cambridge. Probably at, like, the Pret or Costa or something. Maybe you're getting confused. I didn't exist then. Good joke, but anachronistic. Actually, what year was it? 1995. Right, let's Google what year Costa was started, shall we? Shall we? Yeah, do you, do see you... if there's one in Cambridge. Go on. You, were, Go on. you, you, right. you do that. What year did Cambridge... I don't even need to type it. I've got a phone that'll do this. Hey, Google. <laughs> Hey, Google, what year did Cambridge get a Costa? No, I know. According to Wikipedia, the first town charters were granted in the 12th century, although modern city status was not hey, officially granted hey, until 1951. Hey, Google. The world... Shut up and listen. Oh, dear. What? I'm right here. Just say OK, Google, and I'll listen up for whatever you need. Hey, Google. Hey, Google, you know Costa, <laughs> right? Here's what I found on the web. Right. Hey, Google, you know Costa, right? When did they start in Cambridge? Here are the top results. <laughs> the first is from What year did Cambridge get a Costa? Uh, oh, that's the train station. Um, what year did you say? What, what when I was? Yeah, me, I was applying. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, yeah, this was nine. They got one in nineteen ninety-four. So nah. unlucky, mate. Unlucky. You're, I don't believe you. Yeah, well, it's just tough. You look at this web page right, if okay, you want. Okay. Do you believe me now? No. Okay. Well, fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. Let's go. This is. Um, what is the matter with you? Y- you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes,
Any response from little Willie? Mm, no, but he's got two babies, so he's probably asleep. Um, he's not little, by the way. He's probably taller than you. Al says he was offered... Oh, it's interesting. Al said I was offered a permanent seat <laughs> on the UN Security Council, but Russia and China vetoed it. I so c- did Kofi Annan. I can offer you a permanent seat. <laughs> Do you want to take it and spin on it? OK, come on now. Let's please... Trying to, Mark has been told he's working on an on an intellectual show. No, he hasn't. Has he not? Has no, he not? No, oh. I think he's been told to be free with a dump button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a little snort there from Alistair. Alistair snorted. Oh, I've been. Oh God, I've been in stitches for that. Oh, mate, I'm sorry to hear it. What happened? Well, you were. Making me laugh, man. Oh, the, 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 the good guy. I thought he'd had an accident. I thought he'd be back on the booze and he'd fallen down the stairs and he cut his head open. Oh, good. Well, good. OK. Well, I, I used to have a friend called Willie. Oh. Um, Hang on a second. I'm going to take that call. I'm going to take that call. Hello, line two. It's, an unknown, it's a withheld number. We just don't know who it is. Hello, line two. Who is this? You're alive on the air. I've got a Willie. Thank you very much indeed. That's not my Willie. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's not my Willie. <laughs> please, please don't phone in just to let us know you've got a Willie. Okay? We d- honestly, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Oh, <laughs> Alistair. Yeah. Yep. Where you got? <laughs> well, uh, a couple of things. First yeah. of all, a um, couple of early nominations for Cora of the Year Award. Oh, this is the man. No. Yeah. We're not doing it now. This We won't remember. This was Alistair's idea yesterday or the other day to do a caller of the year on on New Year's Eve when we're doing the New Year's Eve show. And yeah. I knew he I knew he had an ulterior Well let, all right, let's hear your nominations. All right, Susan, number one. Nope, not a chance. Terrible caller. Okay. And obviously, you know, after tonight, Miriam, the lovely Miriam. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Listen, I will genuinely, I have to say this because I, I words are my weapon, so I choose my my words very, very carefully, right? Yes. Genuinely, I wish I wish that young woman um, peace and love and joy and success and happiness, but but but, you, but one cannot expect to, uh, to, to 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 you know one cannot try and get me the sack. And and she went to Matthew Wright online, a person I've got a little bit of beef with, and wanted to talk to him privately about me and call me up, and then expect to come and play. And I, I, that doesn't that's not a surprising thing to me. So Miriam, listen, I'm sorry if you got upset, but genuinely. I wish you uh, uh, joy, I wish you success, I wish you happiness, I, I, I wish you find a show that you can phone in and you feel you can express yourself on openly, um, but this is not the one for you, okay? This is this is not the one for you, and I, I appreciate you calling in, um, but but let's take it, maybe you can take your calls elsewhere where they would be gratefully appreciated, I'm sure, just not this show. Um, and and that's 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 my that's my full stop on 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 that because it's not fair to talk about someone they're not here. Okay, any other nominations, Alistair? Um, huh? well, there are so many good ones that you've had. When name them on uh, this station? Jerry, Jerry's are always strong, I think. Yep. And um, obviously Nigel, um, and obviously Alan as well because he, you know on, he's so on. loyal. You're and he's no, you, man. Well, he's not wrong me for a while. Did he, ring, did he ring tonight? No, yesterday. Yeah. Um, it, it, you can't honestly be suggesting that Nigel and Alan could be... Call- we'll put them on the list as callers of the year. So we're doing this <laughs> We're doing this on New Year's Eve, are we, Alistair? Is that well, how no, you, you see it? No, I mean, you have full editorial... Thank you. Oh, thank you. ...coverage. So if you want to ditch it, I understand. Mm. 
right. No, I said, we're doing it. We're totally doing it. And if it fails, I'm going to come to Lincolnshire and I'm going to tie you to a chair and I'm going to pour a bottle of vodka down your neck. No, hang on, you'd like that. I'm going to come to Lincolnshire <laughs> and I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm only making light of it because I know that you, you can. I know that you I can. I know, I know. Um, but I am, by the way, I'll leave you with this, yes. and then I'll bugger off. Okay. I am the real James Bond. That, what, what makes you say that? Well, you know. Okay, thanks very much. Well, you know. Simon says, I was offered a place as an astronaut. Unfortunately, I had to be the one to drive, so I turned it down. Oh! Was he doing a funny there? Mmm. Wow. Oh! I got um, a dirty look from the headmaster at my boys' school tonight. It was late coming in tonight, but actually I got in... Uh, Is it because you taught your boys swears? <laughs> it's not even the real headmaster. It's just a stand-in headmaster while they find a new one. But so we went to see a, sh- to a show. It was, um, the, like, it was like, the Scrooge story, but it was all musical. It was lovely. It was really nice. Years three to five, OK? I was in the second row because I managed to sneak in the front by going in a sneaky way. I was, unlucky everyone who's queuing outside. I managed to sneak in. And I was at the front of the queue instead of the back. So the second row... Aisle seat, filming it, bootlegging it. The music teacher goes to, um, hang on a second. Uh, yeah, hello, line one, you're on the air. Well, I think the withheld caller deserves a nomination for the caller of the year this year. You know, the withheld caller will not be on the nomination list. That's him. Um, the, the music teacher, just to say, and it, it, this, it, t- tell me what is wrong with this statement, right? Just, I often say this. Um, maybe watch the show through your eyes, not through screens, because lots of white flashing can be off-putting to other audience members and to the children on stage. So try and watch the show through your eyes, not through your phones. Now, what's wrong about that? One, patronising. Two... Are they filming it or taking photos? Who's got the flash on? Also, three, kids these days are probably not used to you not taking pictures yeah. of them. Who's got the flash on? Who's... It's not... Sorry, it's, it's not It's not um, the Dave Clark Five in 1965 in the plane in Washington. It's not got a flash on. Filming it. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I filmed bits of it. Well, I filmed bits because my wife wasn't there and my, my, my mother and my, the kids' grandparents weren't there. And it's a awesome. nice... So I only filmed... He's not your headmaster. No, exactly. So, but that wasn't the headmaster. That was the music teacher. So anyway, so then, um, uh, so then after one of the songs, right, I've got a loud clap. I've got great clicks. This, this is my clicks. Because I used to be a stage hypnotist, so you have to have a loud click. It's the right one. Hello? It's the left one. I've got a loud clap sometimes, right? So after one of the songs, I start clapping like this. On its own, menacing and creepy. Amongst the whole 80 other parents, it just added to the tumbler. So, stop making me laugh. Out of nerves. I'm scared you're going to do something. I am. Um, so it added to the, the tumbler of the, uh, of the applause. The headmaster's in the front row. He just turned and gave me a dirty look, as if to say, as if to say, how dare you slow clap these children? That's what his look was like. Dare you slow clap these children? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, none of this is communicated via words. It's all communicated psychically because they go to Hogwarts. And so then I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not slow clapping. I'm obviously, I'm adding a bass note to, to create, to, to add to the tumbler. I'm, I'm adding a bass note. I'm playing bass. Everyone's playing. Everyone's trying to play the lead and all of that. I'm adding a bit of bass in here. 
I'm making this rock and roll. This is a rock and roll applause. It's what I'm doing. Mm. I thought, how dare you? So I went and punched them on the nose. Okay. Got thrown out of the show. Didn't see the end of it. Kids were in tears. But still, I made my point. I made my point known. My point was known. The People, point was in his face, yeah. yeah. Well, he was sending me psychic hate you. mail. Who does he think he is? The headmaster. You pay his wages. Mm, mm, you can clap however mm, you want. I will clap at my children however I blooming will. Um, oh, Tom's got your certificate. Tom is cruising for a bruising. I'll retweet it. Okay. I look forward to that. Look forward to blocking Tom. Thank you, Tom. Oh, no, come on. What? Um, Matty says, I was offered a place in Cambridge too. Okay. It was at the Premier Inn. It was a lovely evening. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, you, so YouTube the Spoons Lady. Think you'll like her a lot, and then there's a gif of a microphone being dropped down, which, as we know, is actually not the the thing to do because it's Spoons Lady. Mm. Okay, well, let's. This is the uh, Abby the Spoon Lady videos. Um, okay, so she plays spoons. This really isn't great. Um, okay, here we go. This is let's just pick a video at random. I bet I don't like it. Right, that's very low quality. There better be a high quality one. Let's try this one. That's not her playing it. It's a gentleman. Of 45 seconds, but thanks very much indeed. What was all with that? I thought it was groovy. Well, you would. <laughs> We've only got sort of three minutes till the next break, mm-hmm. so I don't want to start. I don't want to start anything now because that's a waste. It's a waste of material. I don't want to do my A material. I don't want to do my B material. We got any C material? Yes, yeah, you have do? some thinking time. Ooh, yeah, baby. You know. It's just all calmed down. It's getting a little bit silly, isn't it? I think. Let's just chill out and have a little think about our behaviour. I'm so talking far. to you, Twitter. Thank you. People are saying that music's too soft. We need a hard rock version of it. Let's see what we can do. That's better. 
we've got another hour of this before Paul Ross comes in and does a professional show. Thank goodness. Uh, thank the Lord of Radio. Um, We've got no calls lined up. We've got lots to talk about. I want to talk about... Um, did we talk about Baby Jane? Maybe we'll talk about that again, because it's a film that I really think everyone uh, deserves to see. Uh, regrets. Take that. Playing... Um, this is the list of things I've, stories I've written down in the paper. I don't remember what they are. Mulan. Breathe. That's got a star by it. Bond. Oh, done Bond. Sex. That's got a star by it. Regrets. That's got a star by it. The two could go together. Take that. Pasties. Oh, pasties are great. I love a pasty. No, but this is a great. This is a great pasty. I want to get one. Then I, oh, oh, there's oh, then there's a oh, there's a really awful, horrible juxtaposition in, on, on on a page in the newspaper between two. Oh, it's horrendous. Really horrible. And Kirsty Allsop, but I'm reluctant to talk about Kirsty Allsop because um, I think we're fueling the Allsop machine. I think she's as bad as Tommy Robinson in some ways. Wow, really? If we don't, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I know I'm doing something wrong. The green and black elevators bringing me down to the basement on the 13th floor. Long as I have my plans, I don't give a damn about revolution. I know I'm doing something wrong. The green and black elevators bringing me down to the basement on the third.
my mind, I know I'm doing something wrong. The green and black elevators bringing me down to the middle of the song huh again it's from that uh, bob stanley pete wicks compilation um it is let me just get the title eugene mcdaniels and cherry stones funky 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 verses clunky chorus that goes all over the place love it um last hour of the show dear listener if you want to give us a call you'd be very very welcome to um catherine what have we spoken about so far this evening. On tonight's show, we've talked about my crushed dreams and you found it really amusing. We've also t- we talk, we talked, about, talked about my willy that I've had since I was 10. We've talked about... Please stop saying that. Please just at least up it to 16, otherwise it sounds so wrong. Well, um, we've talked about, um, uh, about how easy it is to lie to friends and make up fantasy backgrounds. We've talked about that. Yep, carry on. Yeah, like that one. What, we, Rada, was it? Why, why didn't you go to Rada? You never. They asked me to audition a year. They said I was too young. Oh right. I, I went so you audition. went back then. Well, no, I, I, I went in a different direction in my life. I'm allowed to make changes. Yeah. What direction did you go in? What do you mean? What direction did you go in? Well, I went. I decided to go to university instead. Yeah. So why did you do that? <laughs> why not? I just decided. Uh, well, Rada fancy... would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been okay, but not what? Not my choice. Uh, you can't. Sorry, you can't have a go at me. No, for... I'm just. I'm, I'm curious. But your curiosity is misplaced. Why? Well, you should be curious as to where that letter is from Cambridge. I know exactly where it is. My offering dad's got you, it. Offering you a spot. In the pool, yeah. See, you see, that's not what you said at the start. I said... That's not what you said at the start. You said you've been offered a place at Cambridge. Let's not go over this again, because you're embarrassing yourself. You're, guys? 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 Catherine said Why? she was offered a... Why are you so threatened by my... Um... Near miss with Cambridge. I'm, I'm, not, no, I'm, thre- I'm not threatened by that. I feel threatened by your ability to to Does lie. Chinese burn you. Um, Chinese burns don't hurt anymore. Oh really? Don't, trust me. Honestly, I've been doing this. Chinese burns do not hurt anymore. Oh really? Do it. Give it to me. Honestly, and give it to me. My be- give me your best shot. Chinese burns. Put the arm there so we can see it. Chinese burns do not hurt anymore. There we go. We're gonna do it there. Okay. Honestly, they don't hurt anymore. I swear, I promise you, this will not hurt. It'll be uncomfortable. Okay, tell me when you started. Tell me when you started. It doesn't hurt. It's not hurting. It's not hurting. You've got the tears in your eyes. You okay? It's not hurting. Right. Fake news. Okay. Doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Well, it's a bit red. Oh, it's oh, no. oh, 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 sorry. I confused pain with colour. Hey, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's gone red. My arm's gone red. Right, doesn't hurt. I, why would I lie about that? I swear to you, that did not hurt. Now, whether that's the same as a yogi lying on a bed of nails, which, by the way, I've lain on a bed it's of very nails. Red. I'm really sorry. I have. Did I tell you those flipping Buddhist monks? I hate the Buddhist monks. I tell you why. Um, the Shaolin monks. The Shaolin monks. Right. Okay, Buddhist monks, stand down. Stand down, Buddhist man- monks, please. It's the Shaolin monks. Shaolin monks, up. Oh, I wouldn't mess with them. I won't, I... They'll kick you in the cojones. No, they won't. They're pussies. <gasps> the Shaolin monks are pussies. <gasps> you can't say that. Oh, well, I'd say it to their faces. They're double hard. I swore at them. <gasps> I swore at them. They're idiots. I'll tell you why. Doing a live television show 
And we've got the Shaolin monks in, the Shaolin monks for the world of Kung Fu, whatever, doing, doing their show, right? And um, they thought, we all thought it would be a great idea to, to, for them to lower me on a bed of nails, mm-hmm. right? Bed of nails is nothing. Weight distribution is physics. It's all it is, it's physics. So in Did the you re- get a prick in the back? In the... In the rehearsal, so they were going to pick me up. It's like when they're going to give me the bumps, but they were going to lo- so one on each leg, one on each arm. They were going to lower me on the bed of nails. Right, yeah. rehearsal was fine, right? Um, but then when it happened, one of them, the guy on my right arm, was a was a loser. So they picked me up and had me about four inches above the bed of nails, and then the guy on the right arm let go, <gasps> and he and so my right shoulder, I did get pricks in the back. Several pricks in the back. So my right shoulder fell onto the bed of nails from a height of about four inches. And then the others lowered me down. And so I had about eight punctures in the top on a T-shirt. It was bloody. And it hurt. Did you cry a bit? Of course I didn't cry because I'm tough. I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. I'm tougher than those monks. Took him out to the car park. Um, No, but it just just goes to show that you can't trust anybody, especially the Shaolin monk. Gosh, you think you could trust a monk? Here's the monks. A list of monks you can't trust: the Shaolin Mad monks. Monk. Mad monks, Harry monk. Uh, monk off the telly. My grandma used to like that though. That was stupid, right? So he, every detective has to have a gimmick, right? So um, Sherlock Holmes' gimmick is his pipe. Um, Columbo's gimmick is his glass eye. And Monk's gimmick was that he had ODC. OCD. OCD, that was it. Um, But it was like really weird, like Hollywood OCD, where it was just like a little bit, you know, it's fun in the 90s, but now you go, come on, mate, it's a little bit Jeff, isn't it? Doing it like that. Um, Right, okay, let's... Oh, let me do this first. This is... um, this is this is this is lousy. I'm gonna do a couple of do a really horrible juxtaposition in the newspaper, then we'll do some fun stories. Right. I don't know which way to approach this. Go on. I'll approach it okay, so it's a really sad it's, 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 it's not sad, it's a story of triumph actually, but it's an interesting story. My three years binging, then starving myself by Camilla the Soprano star. Oh gosh. She's the glamorous soprano. So she's two stories on, on this page. She's the glamorous soprano who's a fixture on the London party scene. Despite Camilla Kerslake's apparent confidence, however, she revealed she had an eating disorder which saw her weight drop to seven stone and which is taking years to get under control. So it's a story of hope, actually. Um, the British singer, 30, who married former England rugby captain Chris Robshaw, 32, admitted she suffered from crippling anxiety and found herself in an unhealthy cycle of binge eating and then starving herself. Posting a picture of herself from 2015 on Instagram, she wrote, I may look happy, but I was hardly sleeping, not exercising, and barely eating at all. My anxiety was all-consuming and destroying my health, and my BMI and body fat percentage were seriously low. She spent the next couple of years in a cycle of massive overeating, which involved putting on loads of weight and then starving myself to lose it. It's it's an incredible condition, really, I think, Mm. the, the, the way people perceive themselves. Anyway, three years on, she says... She's starting to get a handle on things again. Regular exercise and healthy eating mean her weight has stabilised. I do worry, and this is the thing, I do worry with all the overindulgence over the festive season, I may fall off the wagon and start the vicious cycle again. 
but my anxiety is under control now and I'm learning it's entirely possible to have balance. Her message was praised as brave by followers. It's a really interesting story. That condition I don't really know that much about. There are connections with kind of addiction. It's all about, I believe it is a significant part of it is about control and, and, and self-loathing and, and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of, from what I understand, and it's different with everyone, but from what I understand from people I know who've survived it, yeah. is that it's, um, if you feel like you're, the rest of your life is chaotic, it's the one thing you can control. Yeah. Let me just read that last paragraph again. I do worry with all the overindulgence over the festive season, I may fall off the wagon and start the vicious cycle again, but my anxiety is under control now and I'm learning it's entirely possible to have balance. Mm -hmm. Story immediately underneath, it takes up the other half of the page. You can have your Christmas cake and eat it. (gasps) Just keep the scales close by. Just keep the scales close by. No. Yes, man. Look. That's terrible. It's awful. Between the turkey dinners and the Christmas cake, it's a time of year when it's all too easy to pile on the pounds. But experts claim to have found a very simple way to avoid putting weight on over the festive season. They're putting that underneath the story about... Oh, it gets worse. Getting on the scales twice a week. No. Researchers tracked 272 volunteers over Christmas in 2016 and 2017. Half were given basic tips on how to avoid overindulging and asked to weigh themselves twice a week. The other half were given no advice and told to carry on as normal. Members of the group who were given no advice put on 370 grams, just under one pound, between November and January. That's nothing, that's a poo. The other group lost 130 grams, about a quarter of a pound. It is, and it's... I, I, first of all, I laughed. That's dangerous. But, exactly. That's the thing. My, my, my knee-jerk reaction was to laugh. Um, my second reaction, which is the reaction that I generally think is, 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 is the one to, to go with, is, Jesus, that's, um, that's awful, man. People die of this. Mm-hmm. People die of this. And if they also, don't... Also, there'll be people reading Camilla's thing, and, and it's right that she talks about yeah. it, but if you're not in the right headspace, that's also a how-to. Yeah. And if they don't die of it, people can lose years, years to this. Um, and, and you have to think it's just a really hideous oversight and that story fitted there and they fill up the space and stuff. But sweet Lord, man, this is what we have to be so careful of. This is what, what we have to keep an eye on that those two, those two stories shouldn't be on, they shouldn't be on the same page at all. Shouldn't really be in the same paper. It could be argued, but you've got to have a couple of pages between those because, well, I don't need to explain to you, dear listener, how dumb that is, having this this story of of of, of triumph and near disaster. You know, nearly died as a result so of this. Her specifically talking about how she's worried about <laughs> that <laughs> thing that they're talking about underneath. That's the thing. There's that paragraph that then leads into the story. Well, don't worry, guys. You can have as much food as you want as long as you're weighing yourself. No. No! I'm seriously thinking about throwing... I bought scales. I hadn't had scales in my own house for years because it was kind of always a factor at home. Weight and kind of unhealthy um, yo-yo dieting. Um, And I was determined that wasn't going to be me. And I bought some scales. Uh, Why was that? I I bought some scales at some point. I think I wanted to lose weight. And then I realised it's a slippery slope. And maybe, maybe I've got a kind of a family history that means that maybe yes. I'm more likely to go along there. There is just... evidence of that in the past, isn't yeah. there, in your family? Yeah. yeah. So, 
I think so, although it's never been diagnosed, it's never been dealt with, right? But now I've got two little girls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always brought those girls up to think about being healthy. I don't talk about being... F- and I don't even joke about, you know, li- little, you know, pudge or fatty or anything like that. No, I've Some pulled, of the I've, older members of my family do, you I've know. I've pulled the boys up a couple of times. They've, they've called someone fat and I said, OK, right, and I've explained yeah. to them why that's inappropriate. And what a powerful word that can be, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I've also always said to the girls that they are beautiful and healthy and strong yeah. and they're exactly as they should be, right? And that they're not to worry about stuff like that and that I make sure that what they're eating is good for them. Um... But it started to drift in from school. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe the time is now to ditch the scales. Yeah. Because they're in the bathroom. Those girls do not know what those scales mean no. or, or what the numbers mean. But uh, I just don't want it being a factor. It, it, it's hideous, those two stories on that same page. It's just hideous. It's hideous. Um, you know, you've got to try harder. Have to try harder to avoid that kind of nonsense. Um, 0344-499-1000. Billy's called in again. Billy, stay there. We'll speak to you after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm thinking of turning this show into a cult. Like, proper... I want everyone wearing um, orange boiler suits... I want everyone to chant our names, the Union Gaz, the Union Gaz, the Union Gaz, the Union Gaz, the Union Gaz. I want, I want, I want, I'm thinking of turning this show into a cult. Main question is, is there money in it? Yeah. Is there? Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is there? <coughs> bless sure. you. I made you do that. <laughs> I made you do that. Bless Did you. Did you bless me as well? Yeah, bless Gosh, you. Gosh, thank you. I'm really Thank thinking, you, Master. No, you're very, there we go. You're very welcome. I'm really thinking... We might turn this show into a cult. I mean, we've already started doing it. We yeah. don't realise it yet. But... And I want to dupe these callers yeah. into doing everything yeah. I say to following my whim. Mm. I want... Um, I want unquestioning loyalty. I, I, what I really want is is callers that we have excommunicated to kind of form a rebel alliance to try and protect people, but everyone laughs at them as though they're absolutely crazy. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah. With this. In 2019, the year of the cult... Could it happen? I think it could happen. I think it's going to happen. I think the world needs it. Um, we spoke to Billy yesterday, and Billy's called in again tonight. Hello, Billy. How are you doing, mate? Hello. You all right? All right, all right. That's none of your business. How are you doing, man? That's more the question. A lot of people worried about you after yesterday. What's happening? Well, I'm still alive. Well, that's something. They've they not got you I yet, see. then, man. Not yet. <laughs> did you sleep in the car last night? I did. Was it not it's cold? It's warm. I keep it warm and all that. It's cosy to be in here. It's like my own little spaceship. Oh, I love it. I love a doze in a car. I do love a doze in a car. Yeah, well, I like to be by myself at the minute. I just heard you talking about coffee before. Yeah. I just thought I'd say I was saying about it a while ago when I said cost of coffee more like cost of bloody fortune. Hey, Billy. Billy, I, 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 I don't want to know how he'd um, turn Starbucks into a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do cost a lot of money, don't they? And I was doing... Well, I told a few people that joke, and then I told someone it, and then they said they heard it before. So I got home and I told me lad, and I said to him, look it up, because that's my joke, obviously. He looked it up, and then the first person that mentioned the joke, his name is the same as mine, Billy, whatever it is. And then the third, the second person had the same birthday as me. And then the third person was something similarly. That's weird, isn't it? That's a weird coincidence. It's my joke. It's my joke. Okay, but, okay. Often time, though, jokes... is a strange phenomenon I, I've noticed. Is that oftentimes jokes can be created at the same time because there's something in the zeitgeist. Anyway, let's not go off onto that tangent. How do you keep the car warm? Put the engine on. What, all night? 
No. I tell you, and then I forgot a quilt. It's warm. It's not bad. If it was cold, I'd go in a hotel. Where's your boy live? Hey, where's your boy? Well, he's gone now. Where? Was he, was he been passed away? He's with someone else. I get a new one. <laughs> you, but your son? I've not got a son. Oh, I thought you said you had a son. You mean your boy? You mean your boyfriend? I never said nothing about a boy. You just mentioned that you you told you that you said I told that joke about Costa to my boy, to me lad. What did, what does your lad mean? Because I thought that I interpreted that as son. Well, like a boyfriend, I suppose. Yeah, your boyfriend. Okay. Um, but you're anyway, not seeing I was him anymore. Around London just a while ago. Yeah, I was working around London just a while ago and all that. And then obviously they've got their own Cockney slang, haven't they? So I said, um, I love Jack and Danny. I have them both round on a Sunday. Okay. See, I turned Fanny into two lads. Well, you, oh, Jesus. yeah, that's well, okay, but that's been going. Jack and Danny has has, has been like right. that for. 50. Steady on, that's a yellow card, mate. Hang on a minute, I'm just going to let sorry. you go. Stay there, Billy. You're not on air for a second. Can you give me a thumbs up, Mark? When we have our delay, we got delay. Just just stay there, Billy. You're not on air. I've just got to let the delay build up again because we've got to be careful. Even though it's this time of night. Because of podcasts and because it's radio, it's different rules. There could be young people listening, young ears listening. So stay there, Billy. No one can hear you, but I'm going to let you come back on because that's what we do here. I'm just waiting for the system. It's a very strange system, the delay system. I've had it explained to me by um, uh, technicians and engineers. I still don't get how it works. It's now it's now searching. The computer is searching for, for gaps. That's it. And then what it does is it stretches the gaps. That's why you can't really pl- press a dump button and then go straight to music, because it kind of t- distorts the music. It makes it go like that. It's a very strange, peculiar system. I, I believe it um, is operated by magic. Here's a tip for you guys, dear listener. No BBC stations have a seven-second delay. Neither BBC4... Radio 5, or the local stations. None of them have any delays. You could phone up, you could say a naughty thing, and they just got to rely on their quick wits and, and their hands on the faders. They could not dump it. I don't say that for any other reason than simply for you to know that if you phone up a BBC radio station, please, please, please don't swear, because there is a very, very strong chance that it might go out on the air. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot. We've got a little bit to play with. Thank you, Mark. All right, Billy, we're back. Just watch your language, man. All right, I'm really sorry. That's all right, that. mate. I know you didn't mean it. Otherwise, I'd have, I'd have cut you off, but I know you didn't mean it. So you get a second. That is a yellow card. Sorry. How old are you, Billy? I, I'm normally really good at ages. I'm going to guess 34. Cheeky. I'm 26. Really? I've got, I couldn't tell. Could not tell with you. I'm normally quite good at that. And I just could not tell. You're 26. I don't want to waste your time or anything like that. I you're not. I coming up to make a couple of jokes. You're not wasting my time. I want to go back to that um, one I just made then, because I don't think you got it too good. You know, Jack and Danny. Well, it's not a joke, is it? It's rhyming well, slang. No, it is. It's very funny as well. Uh, Jack and Danny, I have them both round on a... I love Jack and Danny. Yeah, it's Cockney rhyming slang for Fanny. Yeah, I have them both round on a Sunday. Yeah. So I've turned Fanny into two lads. Well, no, you haven't. That's Cockney Maybe. rhyming slang. That's been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but the joke, obviously, when you get it, it makes sense. Well, no, it isn't a joke. But it's then co- I say, I go, um, I got the magic stick 
aka big big fat dick. Don't uh, all right, too, lads. all right. Let's, let's just just be a little bit careful with throwing around the the below the waist references. I thought that was okay. I heard you mention somewhere. I know, but just on the back of uh, the dick on the back of Fanny is a little bit. It's just it's, we're just getting a little <laughs> bit blue. And Mark's 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 is a, I know is trigger happy on the old dump button, and he sat there going, "I want to press the button." Got to press the button. I'm sorry. No, anyway, listen. I've got to go. I've got a bus round tomorrow, but I think I've got a plan to where I'm not going to be killed. I'm going to go China and be a pop star. Wow, that's a lot of information to, to dump on me. As you go, what, what are you going to sing in China? Well, I was thinking of maybe turning English songs into Chinese. Songs. I'll learn Chinese. You're learning them in Chinese. Can I? Can I just tell you something, Billy? Mm. It really worries me that a 26 year old. Man is living in his car. Is living in his car, and well, is, uh, is, again. is is um, seemingly being pursued by people who want to kill him. That worries me, man. I've got it quite. I've got it quite good. Don't worry. When was the last time you spoke to someone face to face, like a proper conversation? Well, every day I'm forced to. Forced to by whom? Well, life and. Society. But a proper conversation, not just can I have a bag yeah, of chips. Yeah, with lads, I speak to them properly. Yeah. Who are you? Who are these? Who are your lads? Well, you've got your girls, haven't you? I've got my lads. Like boyfriends. Yeah, like buddies. Like, like, like mates. Yeah. Or partners. Not that it makes a difference. Like mates. Uh, like mates and like lovers and like okay. you know, soul mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul. Oh, ah, is it? Like, can I? That's interesting. You say soul mates because I thought maybe you only got one, only got one, possibly two soul mates in life. But you're saying you got plenty of soul mates. Yeah, loads. Wow, you're lucky, man. Well, I'm quite lucky because I managed to get the love quite easily because I'm quite a special lad. And are they? Well, As what it turns out? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of? They're kind of. Um, I'm going to ask you a really personal question, but I just feel it's. I feel I really want to know. Are they kind of like your age and stuff? A bit younger than me. Yeah. Nothing illegal. Oh no, no, I'm not suggesting that for for a second. All right. So they're kind of like, uh, like early twenties. No, I try and stay seventeen to nineteen with oh. lads. But if, I don't like girls. But if I do, twenty to twenty-eight. Okay. I'm quite fussy. Yeah, no, it sounds like you, it sounds like you, you found what you like and you're sticking with it, and that's great. Uh, but yeah. do, you, do you travel around the country? Yeah, I go all over. Just work and... and what what, what work did you do today? Well, I've done my trade, what I do. We had a good chat and a laugh. And what, what's your, what, your builder? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that? Yeah, yeah build stuff. Like what? Like houses and things? No, I work on sites. Contractor. Okay, and it's and it's it's are you a bricky then? No. Are you a spark? No, you, I'm a bright spark. You you are very bright spark, uh, almost as I bright as me. A little bit more than them. You, you're chippy. No. So what are you doing? Don't guess me. What are you? Do? I'm all out of um, slang for Working jobs. Engineer. Engineer, um, I don't know, I'm a lagger. Okay. A lagger. Okay. Okay. Hey, listen, man, uh, you sleeping in the car tonight? Yeah. I can go hotel whenever I want, but I like it. I'm, I'm, I get myself in the middle of nowhere, and you know what? You know the same way we speak in the background, the way we speak to each other there, but we can hear each other in the background saying something else at the same time? 
when I come to the middle of nowhere, sometimes there's nothing there, but sometimes I get a reply from something else, you know. I don't want to sound too crazy again, but, you know. You get a reply like from... from, from, an, from no, you I'm trying it... to sort my head out. Things get... are a bit mad at the minute. I've just been through a lot. I about to tell you a couple of jokes anyway. Hello there, big girl, whatever her name is. Well, um, that's that's my I'll mate, go Catherine. Anyway, I've got to go, mate. All right, Billy. All right, man. Well, listen, give us a call again soon, buddy. All right, sweet. Nice to speak to you. You too, man. Thanks a lot. Shout out, gorgeous lads. <laughs> I don't know if there's any gorgeous lads listening to this show. I don't know if we attract gorgeous so. lads. There should be a couple. There's a couple of them, and if there is, you know, keep it sweet or whatever. Keep it sweet, gorgeous lads. Keep it sweet, yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, go on. You just said you'd been through a lot recently. Yeah. What you been through? Oh, well... What's happened? I was in love. Yeah. Um, obviously you can tell I'm a bit, whatever, a bit lovely. I mean, you, obviously, when you get in a relationship with somebody, it goes weird, doesn't it? You get into something, and we got into something, and it went mad, and it went horrible. He was a horrible person. What do you mean you got, um, you got into something? Yeah, with each other. Right, okay, so you fell in love. Yeah. And you're having weird. sex a lot, and you're hanging out a lot, and it's great. Yeah, well, then... we got into some weird argument with each other, and... It went weird anyway, and they started doing horrible stuff to me, so it went horrible. Yeah, with that emotional stuff there, it proper ruined me. And tried, then tried to get me killed, like, yeah. tried to ruin yeah. me proper. Because they had sort of mad going on with themselves, so I don't want to go too far into it. Okay. But then, and then I lost my whole family as well. It's not too bad, though. I'm still a happy lad. All right, Billy. And then, so that's why my head's a bit messed. But All it's right, not man. too bad, is it? It's quite good, really. You sound a lot calmer than you did yesterday. Well... It's the same, really. You're just talking about something different. All right. All right, Billy. Nice to talk to you, mate. And you. Sleep Best well. Luck. Take Ta- care of yourself. Ta-ta. Good, good luck to all the gorgeous lads. That's it. Take care, man. It's a head-scratcher, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I want this show... Right, the three hours, Monday to Friday, uh, uh, 10 till 1. And we, we both want this. We both want this show to, um, at the very least, harm no one. No, that's why we call it the late-night alternative, because a lot of shows, phone-in shows, are about harming people, about scaring the audience, about um, uh, picking a group that we don't like, picking a group that, 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 that people don't like and, and, and vilifying them, whether it be immigrants or Muslims or... Uh, or, or, or Trump supporters, or, or the L- L- Owen Jones, or whatever. Right? We, we like radio hosts like to pick a group and point the finger, so we can all, with our listeners, band together and go. Those people over there are the wrong ones. So we don't. I think that causes harm. So we don't want to do that. At the very least, we want the show to cause no harm. Sometimes we cause harm, and that you know that's inevitable. But but at the best, we want the show to to to, to be a positive. It sounds a little bit pretentious, but it's not pretentious. It was sounded, but it's not pretentious because we mean it. We want the show to be uh, kind of like a, a, a light that can help people, and, and that can be as simple as bringing joy, or maybe that when we bought Lacey, that food, it can be an actual physical thing that we can provide. Or, or, or we want to help people. Best, the least we want to do is is is, is just is, you know is not harm anyone. The best is we want to help people, and I don't know if we're doing either. With, I don't know what we're doing with Billy. I don't know if... And I'm overthinking it. 
really, uh, okay. I really want to give Billy a hug. And I don't know if we're doing that. Do you know what I mean? I think at this point, Billy just wants to be heard for whatever reason. And I haven't got a problem with that as long as we are not getting in the way of him seeking help from someone professional. This is my concern. This is my concern. Um, And I, I don't believe we are. No. At this precise moment in time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Um, if you want to give us a call, you'd be very welcome to. Switchboard's empty. 25 minutes uh, before Paul Ross comes in and does his uh, show. What have I highlighted in the stuff? I highlight all this stuff and then I forget what it is. But I put a star by this one. It's going to be a belter then. It's going to be great. Oh, this is it. This is, right. This sounds like a story either from 1986 or from Viz. Okay. Right. It actually sounds like it's from Viz. It's not a funny story. It's a fairly... It's a story about life. It's a story about life and man's... And I use that term, the man's need to procreate. Oh, blimey. Right? But it's written like it's come from Viz. Mm Mm-hmm. Lags out for sex. Cons romp in 50-pound brothels. Horny lags on day release. Mm Mm-hmm. Horny lags. Horny lags. Are enjoying £50 a time romps with hookers. Okay. Dozens of inmates from HMP Kirkham Open Prison regularly visit brothels in Blackpool and Preston, a source said. Prisoners locked up, get day release or open prison, they're going to have sex with, right. with sex workers. Also, the fact they're in an open prison suggests that they're about to be released back into society, so... The source added, they can't wait to get their ends away the minute they're out. For £50 a go, you don't get Kim Kardashian. God. In fact, some of the women in the knocking shops could pass for men. Wow. Wow. Isn't it? it? But that doesn't fuss many of the lads, especially the ones who've been in closed conditions for a while and are loving the freedom. It's an open secret around Kirkham and has been going on for years. The brothels operate openly and have done for years. They don't bother anyone, so the authorities just leave them be. The Daily Star visited two of the massage parlours. Of course they did, just to check. One in Preston is near the high street. Let, let, let me let you to a secret, guys. Every other flat above a shop in a high street probably is probably what they would call a knocking shop. It's probably a woman, girl, uh, working, selling her body for money. If it's not every other shop, it's every third flat. They're, they're, they're everywhere. Council blocks. Um, posh estates. They're, they're everywhere, guys. They're everywhere. It's not... There's, well, there's, hang on, there's one near the high street? There's a brothel near the high street in Preston? Yeah, there's probably about a dozen there. There's, there are probably about 20 within five-minute walking distance of this place. Do you know what I find interesting already about that story? And maybe we've missed the end and that's where yeah. the twist is going to be. They're not worried about the safety of the women. No. 
No, no. They're, they're just laughing at all of them. They're, they're, they're ugly prozies that look like blokes. Just think for a second what position you'd have to be in life to go, I'm going to sell sex and I reckon I'm worth 50 quid a go. What, what position? What, what, what position? Hey, listen, right? Uh, th- th- I firmly believe that there is a small percentage of women that enjoy being sex workers. There, there must be. Mm-hmm. A small percentage of women that enjoy working sex work, being sex workers. I'm sure there are a significant number that are um, being bullied into it. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they might sell their body for 50 quid and they, they, they might get a fiver out of it. A uh, uh, sex worker I know says that she felt more exploited working in a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, there, she can there, earn more money for doing less. There are there are a percentage that where it's it's their job and they're in control and there isn't some evil pimp. There are all different kinds of. There's the whole spectrum from from the 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 child that has been shipped over from abroad and is 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 doing it because she's got pay off a fifty grand debt to the to the the woman who's doing it because she really enjoys sex with with strangers and she likes the money and she's having a great time and every shade in between. Let's shock you. There are some men who do it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one in Preston is near the High Street in a drug rehabilitation centre. Drugs. Drugs as well. A mental health, ner- now, a mental health nurse at the site said, everyone knows about it, but they don't cause us any problems. Oh, God. When I, This is such an old... I remember reading these stories in the 80s. When this, our reporter, this feels very 70s to me. When our reporter knocked on the door, he was ushered in by a madame. She said, come in, love, we don't bite. Well, we will if you pay us extra. The woman... Oh, my God! They've got it in there! They've got the line in there! The only line that's... There's one line that's missing, but they've got the line. The woman then introduced our man to a scantily clad woman called Kerry and told him she was £50 for half an hour cash only. What's the next line? He made his excuses and left. Yes! Yes! I haven't read that in years. At this point, our reporter made his excuses and left. Now, they haven't that got, could be a good euphemism. They haven't got, we handed our files into the police, but they have got, the Ministry of Justice has been contacted for comment. Right? They're a bit busy. Right. So this is, basi- so, so basically, this starts off as, it, 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 it's prisoners, are in, prisoners in an open prison when they're allowed out, are enjoying sexual relations with, with the pain for sex. Okay, so that's the story. But then it ends up with you can buy sex at 50 quid for half an hour. Right, okay. Can you do me a favour? Can you Google Lottie Moss? Tell me how old she is, please. All right, let's see. Is she, what, the reporter? No, no, no. Lottie Moss, she's a model. All right. Ask Kate Moss's daughter, uh, sister... She's 20. Right, OK. Because immediately under that story, there's a picture of Lottie Moss in a bikini pulled right up her jacksie. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing as the, the eating thing. It's the same thing. They're fueling it. Yeah, but also what they're saying is that some women are worth more than yeah. others. Yeah. Lottie Moss shows off her... Per- it's the same page. The, the story's crossover. Lottie Moss shows off her pert rear and ample assets in Barbados, which she's entirely entitled to do. I'm not in any way calling her out for doing that. The model was all smiles as she paraded her fabulous figure in a multicoloured bikini. Just inches under the bit where it says, uh, for £50 ago, you don't get King Kardashian. In fact, some of the women in the knocking shops could pass for men. You've got to look hot. 
Catherine. You've got to look hot. You've got to look slim. You've got to have a nice big ass these days. Best you don't say much. Yeah. Don't be an ugly woman. You've got to have a nice ass. It's big bums these days. Boobs not so important. It's big bums. You've got to show it to us when we want. She also wear a red top with matching sunglasses as she enjoyed yet another holiday. Lottie was joined by showbiz pal Emily Blackwell, who stars in reality hit Made in Chelsea. Let's see how old she is. It's just... Horny lags on day release are enjoying £50 a time romps with hookers. I hate the word hookers, I hate prostitutes, I hate prozies. The words. Sex workers, I think, is, is, is a respectful term to women and men who work in that Just industry. 20. And I used to use the term prostitutes and prozies. I, 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 you know, before people start going around and finding clips of me on YouTube, of course I've done that, but I've changed, I've grown and I've changed. For £50 a go, you don't get Kim Kardashian. In fact, some of the women in the knocking shops could pass for men. You go down six inches, Lottie Moss shows off her pert rear and ample assets in Barbados. Mixed messages, ma'am. It's mixed messages. The same with the food the food story. It's mixed messages on the same page. It's telling you two completely different things. It's as if some of these newspapers don't understand or like women very much. Isn't it? Because my concern with that story is, and I, I'm not really massively concerned, if, if no-one's getting hurt, then, I mean... It's a transaction. Yep. As long as those women are safe, and no one's asked them, no one's asked no. them if the blokes are all right to them. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm wor- worried about, really. It's a strange old world, isn't it? Um, 0344 Last few minutes of the show. This is the late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. 0344 is the phone number. Um, Cast running out of battery. Well, Doesn't matter off- though, does it really? Well, you offered um, a job at um, when you offered the job as head of Ever Ready. No. Oh, okay, sure. I would have been overqualified, wouldn't I, with my double degree and my postgraduate diploma? Um, a pizza delivery man says he is a breatharian. I love the breatharians. These are the nut jobs that say they don't need food. And the head of the breatharians was a woman, can't remember her name, and about four or five years ago, they basically said, don't need food. Don't need food. A little bit of water now and then, but you can live on oxygen. And people went, oh, okay. Um, tell you what, how about we put you up in a house for three months without food? Yeah, not a problem. Oh, the problem, she said. I think six, after six days, she she came crawling out and said, I need to eat something. Like the wrong kind of air. Remember that? Yeah. That's a big thing. Anyway, a pizza delivery man says he is a breatharian, claiming he gets all his nutrients from the air and can survive on just 100 calories a week. Kai Ho, 38, says he never feels hungry and has never liked food. In the past four years, 13 Stone Kai of Birkenhead Wirral said Hindu meditation has let him give up grub for three months at a time. He said he eats only mince to stop the bitter taste in his mouth. Mince, not mince. Mince. Yeah, just, just, just clarifying that. Kai added, about four years ago it became serious. I was maybe eating every three or four days, but now I can go months without food or water. Now, actually, this ties in with the story of the the um, uh, the woman we were speaking, the the, the singer, mm-hmm. and her eating disorder. Because I don't, I call this guy nuts, and I retract that actually, because uh, 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 that's not helpful, is it? It's an amazing feeling. I'm fully conscious of my mind. I've never felt so great. People think I'm crazy, but incredible at the same time. Yeah. Well, what is what is this? Is this kind of connected with, with, with anorexia and bulimia? And I don't know the names of the other eating conditions, but you get the idea. Is it actually 
from reading about breatharians, and I did read about them a bit with the, the, the woman four or five years ago, is it actually different from an eating disorder? Is it more of... It, my language is so clunky. Is it more of a mental disorder? Eating disorders kind of mental disorders in a certain way. But is it a different kind of mental disorder where actually the food isn't... It's not about the control of the food, of, of the digestion and... He's talking about it giving him power. Yeah. But then some anorexics and bulimics would say that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I just wonder if the, 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 the food in breatharianism is actually not the the the, the central point as it is for more for mm. other for eating conditions it, it, trying to choose my words really carefully and it's tricky it feels like it's the specialness of them having this kind of superpower that no one else has tapped into but again that sounds familiar you know and it, it's a strange old world it's a strange old world I, 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 yeah what have you got, Catherine Boyle? I've got some... It's Cat's Corner! I've got some things <laughs> for you, things for you. Um, so, how about this? Blind mystic Baba Vanga's poignant message to oh. worlds days before she died. Yeah, yeah, she's predicted loads of stuff for 2019. She had already predicted her own death Baba in Vanga. 1994 on August the 11th, aged 85 from breast cancer. Oh, right, dear. That's your, that's your subtitle. Okay. Let me try and get... Oh, God, someone started a video. Right. <laughs> oh, God, someone started a video. For some reason, the video is of a woman doing an eating challenge. I think that they're listening. <laughs> Blind Mystic. Well, someone is. Baba Vanga gave a poignant message to the world before she died. The 85-year-old continues to stun people with her eerily accurate predictions despite her death from breast cancer more than two decades ago. Oh. Could I please have some spooky music? Oh, um, yes, you certainly can. The Bulgarian prophetess is said to have foreseen Brexit and the Twin Tower attacks and the rise of ISIS. Then why didn't she stop them? Amongst other historical events. It was after an apparent freak accident, aged 12, which left her blind, that she began to have visions which led her to predict events that came true with extreme accuracy. But that's in quote marks, so it's not actual extreme accuracy. Right, Okay. People would flock to her humble home in the mountains to be healed and told of their future. In her final days, those who visited her said frail Baba would sit in the middle of her living room beside a table of gifts from visitors. Okay. When she wasn't giving readings and knitting, she reportedly appeared exhausted and pale, and at times she could barely speak. It's because she was quite ill and old. Yes. She would, and she lived in the mountains, which I don't think is the nicest place to live when you were ill and old. She would also apparently ask guests to bring sugar cubes with them and she would hold them in her hands as if they were a crystal before giving a reading. <laughs> Will she read the sugar cubes? I don't know what she was reading. In her last interview before she died, Baba apparently gave the world a poignant message and said, don't hate each other because you are all my children. Oh... Right. Where's the predictions, guys? Meanwhile, as we previously reported, Baba's chilling prediction about the date the world will end has been revealed. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Don't worry. It's in 5079. <laughs> Although she didn't detail why or how this would happen, she's said to have an 85% success rate with <laughs> <in> the predictions. <laughs> she also appears to have foretold some life-changing occurrences for the next 12 months, including an economic collapse in Europe and an assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin. OK. She- Where's my Putin? 
She reportedly believed the threat to Putin would come from inside his own security team, but didn't specify whether the head of state will die in the attack. Well, of course she didn't. Because <laughs> she doesn't know. I mean, it's a, it's a guess, isn't it? She thinks a mega tsunami similar to the tw- 2004 disaster will strike in Asia. Didn't say when. I think she's probably right. While a meteorite will land in Russia. Again, no specifics there, yeah. so watch the skies. Not only that, but Donald Trump will fall, in, fill, fall ill with a mystery illness, leaving him deaf and suffering from brain trauma. Baba Vanga began to realise she had a gift after losing her sight age 12 when she was apparently lifted into the air during a storm and flung into a field. Wow, well then said freak accident, they were not joking. When she tried to open her eyes, they were covered in dirt and dust and she was left in agony. Despite three operations, nothing could be done to save her vision. She later cheated death again, aged 18, after suffering from pleurisy, which affects breathing in the lungs, with doctors believing she would die. She was also born prematurely and suffered health complications, grew up in poverty, had to look after her siblings following the death of her mother and stepmother and saw her father arrested after being accused of pro-Bulgarian activity. She began to experience unusual things in her dreams, hear voices, talk to the dead and plants, as well as having visions which led to her to predict events that came true with, again, extreme accuracy, but again in the quote marks. In 1989, she guessed that America would be hit by, uh, in a, by terror attack by two, quote-unquote, steel birds. Hang on, got her theme tune. Come on, Paul. In sports entertainment. There we go, this is her theme tune. Is that not Papa Shango? No. Oh, no. Not the wrong person. No, Baba Yaga. Okay. She also uh, predicted Putin and Russia will dominate the world. Well, I mean, you don't need to be a mystic. It's a given, isn't it? Oh, hello. Are you in the same room as us? I think I am now. There we go. That's That's a given. That's a given. We're all all doomed, man. This is over. You look very glam. Thank you very much. If I may be the personal observation, you look on. Yeah, red lipstick, isn't it? Magic. Okay. And I've not eaten it yet. May I share a story with you? Maybe of interest to your um, your so-called presenter. Mr. Mr. Four in a bed. Oh, yeah. A woman who developed a fear of owls after months of religious grooming by her doctor has won a high court damages claim. Flipping heck. Flipping heck. Sally Brayshaw, 54, from Stoke-on-Trent, Staffordshire, was taken to religious meetings and told the devil was having a real go at her by general practitioner Thomas O'Brien. The locum doctor, a Pentecostal Christian, also suggested she was possessed by demons, according to her claim. And she developed a fear of owls. One of the weirdest um, moments in my life, when I was just sat there thinking, I have no idea what to do, was when I took my mum to a solicitor to write a will, right? This was a few years ago. We found a local, just a local solicitor on the high street where she lives. And we're in there, and she hasn't got a lot left because of the care home and stuff, but it was like, I want to give all my Buddhas to, to uh, her, one of her grandsons, I want to give this to them. I was writing it down. And um, the uh, solicitor at the end of it said, well, Mrs Rugby, thank you so much for that. Um, would you like to join me in a prayer? What? Now. Inappropriate. Well, it, well, it is. Now, my mum used to be... I think she'd mentioned that she used to be a Sunday school teacher. In the, and so he picked up on this. Of course, when we left, I could see the fish everywhere, the silver fish. And so my mum went, yeah, all right. And I'm sat there thinking, well, this is this is weird. And I, I'm kind of... I don't... I tend not to... If it's a bit like a group prayer thing, I tend not to bow my head because I just prefer to kind of... I think it, think it shows submission, and I just kind of sit there with my thoughts, and you know, I'm not flicking the V's to God, but I'm just there with my thoughts. So, but I'm just sat there thinking, I've, I've got, 
So I put my hands together and I lowered my head and I'm just thinking, this is the weirdest thing. And he did a lovely prayer for my mum and her health and all of this kind of stuff. If only he said, though, Odin, father of vengeance, (laughs) king of frenzy, who gave an eye for wisdom, smite the Christians in their homes. If only he'd done a pagan prayer. Do you know what would have been more helpful to her at that particular point? If he'd been really Christian and maybe lowered the bill? (laughs) Render unto Caesar. And all it that. Was oh, the yeah. Weirdest, weirdest thing I've ever <laughs> been in. Good you evening. live a life, don't you? Oh, no, you live a life. Good evening, Paul Ross. How are you? Very well indeed. I'm looking forward to the show tonight, what as always. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about a man called Melvin Glass. We've got a great bloke who's written a book about board games. Oh. It's a great read called Tristan Donovan, the, the lovely guy. He told me about a man called Melvin Glass yeah. who invented Mousetrap. Okay. But before then, he made one fortune because he developed, a, he was obsessed with plastic. In the 40s, he developed a plastic chicken in America that laid marbles. Big seller. Okay. He's yeah. also the man who developed and painted Wind up chattering teeth. Oh, Melvin Glass, only no. five foot three, apparently paranoid, would only work on his own. Double locked all his doors when he was developing, and he came up with mousetrap. And can I say, uh, uh, having once been a young boy, both mousetrap and the chattering teeth, never that great when you actually get them. They're no. both incredibly disappointing because no. no. the teeth don't don't actually bite you and hold on. No. And mousetrap is, is is once you've done it, well, and those, the teeth stop theory... popping after a while, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And, how funny is this? <laughs> funny it's the same guy because he developed chattering teeth not perpetual motion no what saying. i mean is you know they start working you have to sort of keep oh, flicking yeah. them yeah, no, i assume to me yeah well they get they, there's always a last little jolt in also yep. the world's oldest bird as far as we know has laid another egg stop that now <laughs> hashtag me too we were talking about bird earlier well it's a 68 year old albatross called wisdom and wow. we are crossing live to the midway atoll near hawaii for an egg watch Ooh. there you go do you know oh, why women don't get, get with Bill do you know why women get called birds because you pick up worms that's outrageous. Uh, Pablo, I didn't see you there, man. We've only got 20 seconds. Uh, in it. Outrageous. Don't come on here and plug your own show. What is that? We have the same with Duncan Barks and um, uh, the fella on LBC, Snorbrick, phoning us up trying to plug their I'm, shows. I'm lucky you don't dump me. I come in and plug my show. <laughs> well, you're allowed to. Contractually obliged, we have to. Um, we will be back. Thank you, Mark. We'll be back tonight at 10. Paul Ross is coming up after the news. This is Talk Radio.